is the Tillcast episode 398, Lemon Face. And this week, guys, we talk Jump Force, Monster Hunter World, Destiny 2, Bloodstained, Dead Cells, and Outer Worlds. Stay tuned. Super sour. Why does it have teeth? Uh, yeah, I got a can this week. I, I do too. We can It's the tilt cast. Mm-hmm. This is a new flavor, and I'm not quite sure if I like it. What you got? The citrus one? Citrus twist. It's not bad. I like that one. It's not bad. So, just to get this started off on the right foot, it is Friday, October 25th at 9:55 p.m. It's a little late today. It's a tilt cast. It is tilt cast. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And together, we're going to speak to about 30 minutes of bullshit. And we're going to talk about some games and some news. Uh, we've got a few interesting things going on around the table, um, as you'll find out here soon. Um, yes, we are. Uh, this is a <laughs> pill package. Yes. Um, it's nothing illegal, so don't worry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but but we, it is but... fucking expensive, and it might as well be. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to conduct an experiment here in a little bit. Um, uh, before we get into that, um, just want to get it out there. I've said this before, but Lola generally hates NPCs. Yeah. Um, she hates character design. She hates changing heads. She hates anything. I think that she can't smell, but looks kind of like a person. So <laughs> this like, entire... That is not right. Yeah, like Outer Worlds came out last night. Uh-huh. I was trying to create my character, and at eleven fifteen at night, my dog is going ape shit, well. barking, running in circles, running behind the couch. And I'm just like, <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> and nothing I can do stops her. Once she gets in this like rampage mode, like there's no amount of finger wagging or pointing at her or anything, I stand in front of the picture. She looks to the side, like she just well, wants to make sure that she's safe because she's not doing anything for me. Um, she's kind of in a little asshole <laughs> she's looking at us as we're That's talking where about you her. take her crawler pull her head to the ground and be like we're gonna get we're, we're, we're gonna put some doggy blinders on you whenever i'm playing a fucking character I, creation you gotta be careful about some of that stuff too too and everybody kind of has their own opinions on it right I think. With, a, not... with, a, with the deaf dog my hands are all the tools that i have right so my hands are for petting right right um my hands are for talking my hands are for signaling and at sometimes, like, they have to be for punishment, right, if she bites or something like yeah. that. And so the more negative reinforcement that you do um, with your hands, the worse off it gets. Sure. Do I got to bite this thing? No. Sock on up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it gets really interesting with her because I don't <laughs> know ASL. Phrasing. Do I, I don't know ASL, so it becomes kind of difficult. So, like. I'm just doing my best. Um, I think I haven't done too much with the negative reinforcement for the most part. Like, I've tried treats and things like that and had some success. Um, finally kind of taught her how to play catch this week. So, or fetch, not catch. She can catch chips uh, very well. Oh, of course. <laughs> Food objects, she can catch very well. But, yeah, it's, it's a, it is a challenge getting a dog to uh, stop barking at the screen that cannot hear you say no. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. The things that I have to do is I have to treat her kind of like an alpha dog. So I'll get on all fours and, like, push my head into her when she does stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, She's nipped at me, and then I have nipped her back. So 
I have literally taken my face right below her ear and nipped the side of her cheek. And then she just like, she's like, what the fuck just happened? You're not a dog. Why are you doing that? But she thinks well, I'm a dog. You notice every time she actually tries to get her, my hand completely in her mouth, I have literally just grabbed her bottom jaw and pushed down. Because then she knows, yeah, you're. I'm not closing my mouth around this guy's hand. She's getting better about it. She's and better about she it with stops. me. Yeah. I don't know. She's definitely, like, the last couple couple weeks, she hasn't tried it. Well, she's also on full-on Benadryl right now, too. Mm. Um, no. But she does have allergies, so I'm not just feeding it to her every day. I really don't give it to her every day because I'm afraid there's going to be some kind of long-term effect. So. Right. Just when I see the eyes getting red and she's getting itchy because she has some crazy fucking allergies. I'll give that to her, and of course, the side benefit is she gets sleepy a little bit earlier. You know what, though? Most uh, most albino animals have allergies. I don't even know that she's really fully bad. albino, though. No, but you can tell she is at least partially just because of her eye color. Oh, yeah, she's missing some pigment, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, like the other day... I woke up to her wrestling with my older dog, Zoe, at 4.30 in the morning. I'm just like, you guys cannot do this right now. Hmm. Like, I got upset, and I just took the top blanket on my bed, and I just threw it over her like a bird in a cage. And then I went back and laid down, and I woke up about an hour later, and she was sleeping up there. Yeah. but Under the blanket, because, you know. No, she, she pulled the blanket up with her. She's pretty funny. Like, if I hadn't pulled these blankets in here, she'd have probably done the work for me. Because mm. she uh, she's an honorary little bitch. But I love her. Mm. <laughs> but anyways. Um, it's starting to smell very citrusy in here. It is. Very citrusy. Yeah. Um, um, I haven't really had anything, well, funny per se. I know. It's, like, it's, mm. all been, it's, been, it's, all, it's all been real. <laughs> it's all been real. I think for Jason, it's been real. Oh, know. yeah. Am I it's right? been a lot of fucking work, really. It I'm still been, waiting on my uh, motherboard that I RMA'd last week. Oh, fuck. I mean, uh, it's it's been a little bit of a nightmare, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry dude. <laughs> I feel I, I can't help but feel bad about it because um, I recommended the part. It's just, um, I mean, you get bung fucking parts sometimes. It's the first this bung is, thing that I've gotten, I think, ever. This is Newegg. this is a very, yeah. very um, so interesting grapefruit. I can also say uh, I have one thing that's funny, and I had one thing that was so ridiculous it was funny. Well, go ahead and tell us. So, funny number one. So, um, my wife's job they, you know, they resell, you know, returns, liquidations, stuff like that, right? So, their last shipment uh, mostly came from Amazon. And included in that uh, was a mini, let's say a plethora of adult toys. Would you call it a plethora? (laughs) I would. How how much is a plethora of dildos? Um, (laughs) How many dildi is that? So the way they're is that stores, the plural? 
Dil- yeah, Dildi. Right. Dildi, okay. The way their store is set up, right, they have these, like, five foot by four foot bins that they pile all of the product into, right? Mm-hmm. They had enough toys to, adult toys to fill two of those bins um, spread out across all the bins. Are they allowed to sell that stuff? I mean, it's a return, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me put it this way they do not sell it if it's if open packaging has been opened okay all right well i mean there's there's that at least if that has happened it goes in the dumpster were they all big toys oh god um here we go i would say uh the majority that crystal <laughs> uh showed me pictures for um we're about my size, some <laughs> bigger. You act like we, like, this is the most asinine way to say, hey, guys, I kind of have a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so, was kind of average, you know. So, like you know, uh, there's a bunch of so, in there that used a couple, some double A's. We know those are the Jason yeah. size. <laughs> so, do they come in triple, do they have watch batteries for these things? <laughs> so, so we can... So we can we can say about a little bit taller than this rock star can. You know. uh, I don't need to have. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but they also Whatever. had they also had the male side of that. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. Right. Um, one in particular, Crystal just had to bring home for oh. me to open up. Oh, yeah. and look at because I mean, she was like. I'm curious about this one, and I want to see your face while you look at it. Uh, um, of course, it's a male masturbator. It's from Japan, uh, right? Oh, okay. It has lips molded on it. Uh-huh. Because, you know, as you do. And a tiny little nose. You can't even say it would, like, be the size of a person's nose, but a right. facsimile of. You look inside the damn thing. There's even fucking teeth molded into this uh, thing. This, there mean, is a tongue molded into it. Well, I mean, if, if I you... can find a picture, I'm fucking showing you dicks. <laughs> you didn't take a picture of this thing. Uh, well, I mean, you observed know, this at, at eye level, and you didn't take a picture. <laughs> I I didn't think about it. I did not think about it. Um, that was the last thoughts on my mind. I could not believe what I was looking at. Um. So there was that, but along with this, some something of a gag thing Crystal also brought home was this tiny black book of Kama Sutra. Oh, right? yeah? Okay, because you know. Which she just tosses at me while I'm sitting in my chair. Yeah. Children are still awake. Oh, yeah. It's educational reading. I, I look at it and, and I just say, Really? And not even think about I set it down on the table oh, next no. to my chair. I come back from the bathroom. Crystal had gone back out of the house for something. I come back from the bathroom. And the five-year-old's just sitting there flipping through it. Uh-huh. You know, educational. Oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my God. The first words out of her mouth were, Uncle! 
Why do you have a sex book? Oh my god. Here we go. Which, of course, opened up a lot of... Uh, yeah, you're going to have a conversation uh, you now. Just said, you just opened that up. Strange questions for me. Uh -huh. Like, uh, What's how this? do you even know what sex is? Uh-huh. Right? So you oh. just completely deflected. Yes. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to address this right now. <laughs> Let me talk about why you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. It's about having I this conversation my, with a five-year-old. And then when I tell my wife what happened... Mm. Crystal, bless her heart, tries to deflect that back on me, saying... Uh, well, it's your job now. Birds and bees time. Oh, no. <laughs> she she totally said, well, what'd you do leaving it out? I said, what were you doing tossing that at me while the children were still awake? <laughs> so it was deflections all around. Oh, boy. Uh -huh. um, but the, uh, the other thing I just... I, couldn't deal with so marley have 15 minutes so the eldest she uh she and her aunt were passing each other in and out of the kitchen mm -hmm. somehow they bump each other and somehow her marley's hand ends up in my wife's pocket and she twists her wrist which turns into 15 minutes of screaming that her wrist is broken oh yeah okay so I take her to the ER. One, she quits crying like halfway there. Done. Right. Ru Rusty is enjoying this enough. He's about to put a piece of lemon in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> puck her up, baby. Well, well. But the bad part, the bad and the sad and hilarious part of this is. One, we're in the waiting room, and a another girl about the same age comes into the freaking ER with a broken arm. The same fucking arm. Then when the nurse calls us back to the freaking waiting room, she goes, Hi, Marley. What are we seeing you for this time? Oh, boy. This child has been to the ER for for fevers, for busting her knee, for migraines and shit enough times that the that the nurses at the ER at St. Francis know her by name. <laughs> Jason, I'm going to stop you for a second. We're going <laughs> to we're going to take a segue. Yes. Jason, put the lemon in your mouth. Do. So. How's that? How's that feel? Not like a lemon. No. Like exactly an orange. like a lemon. Exactly like, like a lemon. With all the sour. Mm-hmm. Really? You didn't. You didn't actually swish it around. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. So to so give you guys a con some context, this is uh, I, I brought some uh, some Miracle Berry tablets. Which are basically the flavor changing tablets takes everything that's uh, that's sour and supposed to turn it sweet, and uh, for the most part, it, it works. works. Uh, it works crazily well because we just took one quarter of a lemon, and I don't yeah. know if it was different. It just for tastes you, like but an orange to me. It tastes kind of like lemon candy. 
Here, here's some grapefruit. And I know that I, I don't really either, find a grapefruit. Uh, either it doesn't work for me or I got bum tablet. Uh, you have to coat your tongue with it. That's I did. Of, so this is still slightly sour. Okay, let me try this. Hmm. You're right. Grapefruit is that strong. Yeah, I figured I was going to go, I mean, because normally you go lemon is like really sour. Actually, give me another piece of grapefruit. That wasn't sour for me at all. Uh, Jason, this is that interesting experiment of like, what do things taste like to different people? Right. Because we all have a different sense of how things are, which is why we have such a varied sense of taste. Right. Smell. Right. Yeah, one other, one other grapefruit. I've got plenty getting, of grapefruit. I'm not getting any sour from grapefruit, but with the lemon, I mean, all I got was to me it tastes lemon. like an orange. The, that was weird. Do you, do you do you want another piece of lemon? Sure, why not? Because I can uh, do that all day. I mean, that is that is crazy. Whoa, that tasted different. Oh, that's the all right. grapefruit tastes different, but the lemon did taste different to me at all. Wow. Okay, so flavor changing tablets basically take all of the uh, the 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 nasty energy drink flavor out of it. Wow. Um. So yeah, I know it's not great. Uh, it's it's not great radio stuff, but um, I got to tell you, for um, an experiment, I, I was kind of I wasn't dared to do it at work, but. I brought it up in conversation, and somebody was like, do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how much my stomach can take this. So, Well, yeah, you got you, you to gotta, you gotta be careful with it. Uh, lemon? I'm good. All right. I'll try one I, more. I want to try one more. See. I mean, this is why it smells of citrus in here, because I've got basically one grapefruit and two lemons that I'm just sitting here munching you know, on. Munching on. Um, but yeah, my, um, like I brought it up in conversation, coworkers, like you should try it. And I'm like, uh, okay. And they're like, you should try it on the podcast. I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, except it doesn't really sound like anything, but that was the, uh, the pill popping you heard earlier is we, he got these magic yeah, berry things. Still straight lemon for me. Hmm. Um, we got these tap flavor altering tablets and brought those to the show and then brought these oh. sour fruits. And then there's Jason's face, the lemon face. Oh, I gave you the placebo. <laughs> no, because I lemon got it face. out of the same blister pack Justin did. Give me another fucking piece of grapefruit. You can have all the grapefruit as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a big fan of grapefruit, so. Um, I can't think. like So, honestly, I put a lot of lemon in things anyway, but in right? small doses. Right. I'm you like, would not think I'm of like, just taking a quarter of a lemon and just sitting there chewing on it like a fucking uh, I orange. I don't hardly put lemon in anything. I use lime. Uh, and that's, and now we were going to try to get lime, but somebody forgot. I anyway. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is a pretty crazy experience. How much are those tablets? There. So each one of the tablets that I just gave you comes out to be about a buck 80 a piece. The whole package was like twenty bucks. Yeah, and it's what <laughs> like twelve tablets. It's it, it was eighteen ninety nine for ten tablets. Okay, so they're not cheap, <laughs> not cheap at all. But they're fun. but 
What <sighs> I think is interesting is um, you all two still tasted the sour on the grapefruit. Uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. No. I... Y'all don't taste the sour on the lemon. No, fucking lemon and tastes I'm like full on lemon face over lemon, here. Lemon lemon tastes like lemon candy, and it is really dangerous because when I tried this at work, because I had to, you know, I, there was two tablets missing when I, you know, when I opened the package, right? So I had to try it. Um, uh, my uh, my coworker does the uh, the whole lemon uh, over ice and sprinkles some salt on it. I guess it's like a lemon drop or, or a lemon, fruit, you know, something or other, but. Uh, basically it's straight lemon juice, no sweetener, right? Yeah. Over, uh, over ice. And you're supposed to just flavor the ice and, you know, eat the ice and it'll be kind of sour, but it's just, you know, chewing on ice. Right. Um, he gave me one of those. I took one of these, uh, these, these flavor changing tablets and I'm like, okay, well the ice is fine. Let's go straight lemon juice. And I just down the, th- you know, down the lemon juice at the bottom of the cup. And he just kind of like gets this wide eye look on his face. Like, why would you do such a thing? <laughs> That's going to be super sour. And I'm like, this tastes like lemonade. It's good. Then I go and grab some more and pour it into the cup and like fill up the cup about three quarters of the way with lemon juice. So it's basically now chilled lemon juice with some ice on top. <laughs> uh, and I sat there and I started drinking just the lemon juice like straight from the cup. Like this tastes like the best lemonade ever. Uh, and then the heartburn hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my stomach tightened up a little bit, so I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking, you know, I I know the adverse effects of sour. Oh, yeah. I'm not used to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. used to well, heat. I wonder what would happen it, if you had hot sauce with it's that. It's not even the... Uh, you know, I haven't tried. That's your next... I mean... It's not even the sour of the lemon that does that to you. It's the acid content of mm-hmm. the lemon. Yeah, right. And, well, and I mean, sitting here chewing thing. on lemon slices is probably yeah. not great for your teeth either. But, uh, but I'm sure my whole mouth is bacteria free right now. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> I, it, it smells like freaking maid just came through here too. So, man, <laughs> I can still taste the fucking lemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have yeah. a lemon flavored. I have lemon in a, a lemon flavored energy drink as oh, well, which yeah. actually tastes very similar to what we're tasting. Right. Now, see, that's the thing. I love, like, lemonade-flavored stuff or <laughs> lemon-flavored stuff, but... Oh, wow. Like... I mean, um, this tastes way different. <laughs> like, uh, flavoring my tea with lemon or something. Yeah, I do the... With the straight lemon, lemon slices or stuff. I don't do that. I do lemon tea quite a bit. Um, okay. Mountain Dew granted, I don't do that because I have a lot of issues with acid already, my teeth being weak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I don't make a habit of it. Is mostly why. Um, menthol is unaffected. <laughs> menthol is unaffected. Um. <laughs> now, the uh, the wee bit of uh, of it's, uh, dragon fruit that I had them add to mellow the menthol a little. Uh, that's that's that affected. That's that a little bit different, yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit different, but uh, no, everything right now kind of tastes like, um, uh, just like, well, lemonade. It does. I, I mean, I can't now. I can't it get will the lemon off my tongue. It will. It will wear. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, he's, he's over there through his first energy drink. <laughs> He looks well, like a lizard. He's, yeah, he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's uh, 
it, these things, I mean, they're expensive, so I wouldn't really recommend it unless you, you know, absolutely. It's like one of those just cool things. You, yeah. Like, they don't have any calories, don't have any yeah. thing. It's just I mean, some kind like of chemical. It's, it's a cool thing I may do with the kids sometime or something. Yeah, um, I mean, you have to kind of understand what you're getting into, too. I mean, you, we all kind of knew that lemon equals sour. You know, you're, you're not going to just do yeah. that. So, well, and grapefruit. Grapefruit on its own is really tangy. Right. Um, to me, yeah, grapefruit on its own is like unedible. I can't, I fucking hate grapefruit. To oh, be honest I, with you. I eat grapefruit all the time. The only reason we don't keep grapefruit in the house is because the kids won't eat it. And just buying it for one person, generally, it's more expensive than we can afford. Right. You know, when we buy fruit, we buy fruit that the kids will. Well, also and it's eat. not like you buy single pieces of fruit, you buy a bag of said fruit yeah so the other things that uh, i've been told about is it takes bitter and turns it not bitter so that's kind of what the uh that's kind of what the grapefruit has because it has that tang and and then it has kind of a bitterness to it and it takes that bitter away so what i've been told from other people is uh is you can uh take one of these and then either drink black coffee or beer and the beer i guess is a major change because i don't know if you've ever had a sweet beer but that would make a beer sweet i can't drink sweet beer well i can do not your father's like, right well i mean those are yeah but those that are, tastes like a soda right, right. With yeah a, with yeah sweet with beer would be weird like if you had like end. a like a Guinness or something right. um, exactly like a Guinness but, nothing you know something that's not overly carbonated like you remember the, um, the berry uh, drought that uh, yeah. Scott got. Yeah. That was almost too sweet for me. Like, I mean, it was pretty sweet. I wonder but, what it would taste uh, like to have like bitters. So, or just like a, a sour. I mean, it it would probably be something very similar. I wonder, like because, so you, for the if you've never had it and you can find it in your town, we have. You know, we're going to be proud of some of the things in our small town. Right. One of those things happens to be a microbrewery called Prairie Brewing, and they have a side brewery called American Solera. Right. And they do um, brewing in a way, I can't remember, but basically it's like natural fermentation. Uh-huh. So it's not, there's no yeast in these sours. They're all naturally fermented. So they're expensive because it could be ready in six months. It could be ready in three years. Right. They don't know. It's just, they say it's ready when it's ready. Right. So, but they have a huge variety of different stuff, and it's all seasonal based on what they can get. Um, it's if you look in a lot of the like different brewery magazines and things like that, they've like been rated number one in the nation at least once, and then in the top ten several times after that. Nice. So, if you want something truly unique, um, I mean, it's like a strawberry sour or a peach sour or a raspberry sour, or a blackberry sour, or a mixed berry sour, and it's almost like a wine. Right. They're really some of them are really heavy weight, almost IPA sours. Wow! So I th- had you guys try it at Christmas. I think yeah. I did the blackberry yeah. sour, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I it was basically yeah. four draws off an eighteen dollar bottle. And and right. I can tell you those sours, the best ones are the almost uh, almost bitter berries, like the raspberries, the blackberries. Yeah, the, their blackberry sour is um, fucking amazing because and, it's it's not like a wine. Like it's right. got, almost got a little bit of carbonation to it, but it's really tart and yeah. really like it yeah. just it's well, just good. 
the only reason I say that is because usually your your other sours, I mean, I've had strawberry sours, I've had peach sours. Generally, they're too sweet. Yeah. Like, they are beyond wine sweet. Yeah, these aren't sweet and, at all. No. Yeah. They've got one that's actually like, tastes almost like, a, almost like a carbonated sweet tea with a really tart bitter to it, which is really interesting. But like I said, they change it up all the time. My parents who don't drink very often, I gave them some of this stuff for Christmas, so that, something they had called Goodberry, which is a combination. Mm-hmm. And they had that completely demolished in like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I didn't get very yeah. much of it because, I mean, it's an expensive bottle. And I got like... I'll probably taste. buy some more around Christmas again and drop like 50 bucks and see what I can get for 50 bucks. Yeah. It's definitely not something you'd really get drunk on because it's right. too expensive. Right. No, no, those are, uh, those are flavors. Yeah. So those are, those are for actually enjoying your drink, like taking your time, enjoying your drink. And, and that's you kind of what I was, for. I'm worried about like trying a, like a miracle berry with something like that though. Cause it's already good the way it is. I mean, you have to kind of understand what you're getting into when you're, you know, when you're drinking a sour, but you know, you're drinking it because it's got that flavor to it. Right. Uh, so if you take something that completely changes that flavor, would you be, now, would, would it turn you off to the whole idea if it, if, if it changed the flavor enough? To, to I mean, it was better. <laughs> uh, you know I mean, what, you know what that would do, what those miracle berries could do for like straight liquors. Yeah. Well, I, like I if know. you don't like whiskey, or you don't like scotch. I mean, I can only imagine it what whiskey may. would taste like with this stuff. I um, mean, what do you talk? I mean, it would turn into a, like a syrup, <laughs> tequila. Yeah, it's super thick. Like, um, imagine having something like Jägermeister with. Yeah, something like oh that. God, it'd just be like maple syrup. That, Jägermeister would just Jager. be straight. Jager's already. It's already sweet. Sweet. It's like it take the sugar. Li- it take the licorice I mean, flavor off the. To back be end. honest, Jaeger is almost too sweet for me, except for the fact that it tastes like black licorice, and then I, that's uh, what has me loving candy. it because it just turns into See, a I'm, candy. I love and I'm, black licorice. I'm a weird person that likes black licorice, yeah. so for me, yep. it's one of the only Same liquors here. that I can shoot regularly and enjoy. Yeah. Same here. I'm fine with it. You know the. Uh, I mean, I, and it's the one thing I usually get around Christmas that gets me fucked up really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I started yeah. say, you you know when uh, you know when Rusty Justin and our Ray get fucked up because we the start Jaeger the night out. with the Jaeger. Yep, Jaeger <laughs> comes out. Mm. Mm. I so, think I think one of those birthdays we start the night with like three or four Jaeger shots. Yeah, yeah. I think I, th- I don't remember much of that. Right? I think we. I, I don't know. I don't know. We played cards. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Cards Against Humanity with the Eggermeister. That's right. That's yeah. right. So yeah. moving, moving along, does anybody uh, have anything? Oh, Russ, do you got anything oh, interesting or unique that happened besides our flavor bear experiment? Uh, it's not a work, man. Not a work. Not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> so, I mean, the flavor bear experiment, uh, this this miracle berry shit is the, uh, you know, it was basically the highlight of the week for me because uh, I when I tried that as what um and i've been saving myself for this fucking heartburn that i can feel He's been coming saving on. himself that's right i have been um oh oh guys i think i messed up 
<laughs> I think I had one half of a fucking lemon, and that was one half lemon more than my stomach wants to deal with right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, nah, nah, I I didn't have anything overly fucking exciting happen, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm in the same spot. Like I'm going through some rough stuff with work. Yeah. So just getting through the week and getting to a point where, like, I started working out again. Hey, not interesting, but trying to yeah better myself. And it's funny because. I tell a lot of dog stories. Let's let's just get this straight. I fucking love dogs. Yeah, you do. And I love my dogs. But uh, she's an annoying shit sometimes. Like, I was doing, well, I don't know what the exercise is, but you sit and you pull, do yeah. you? Yeah. Or whatever that's called. Rowing. 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 So, yeah. So, since that, I'm using a Bowflex, right? Right. That just looks like tug-of-war to the dog. And she sees me playing tug-of-war. So she'll get on one side or the other and then lock her mouth on the handle and start pulling with me. So it's just like you're you're defeating the purpose here. You need you, to stop. You're helping me. This is I not. Doing, I was doing pull downs and then she jumped up in front of me and started barking at me. I was like, shut up. And then she jumps and grabs the bar and then just hangs on it and then comes down with it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't stop. <laughs> she wants to work out, too. So I have to put her outside. And she's such a fucking wimp. I mean, like this morning, it's been raining like for two days straight. Right. And like they woke me up fucking early. It's like, all right, we're going outside, right? And I know it's raining. So big dog, she's a wuss, but not as much of a wuss. She just go out there, do her business, come back in. Like she just has a fucking case of the nopes. And like <laughs> she will well, not she will now, not go out there. Like it'd be a there'll be a drop of water fall from the sky and she's running back inside. Now, well, she's made now, of sugar. It, in her defense, just specifically for this morning, I'm not talking about any other time there's been rain, but I will say that this morning, that wind and that rain before like nine o'clock was cold. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was cold. I went out there with fucking rain boots, my wind, my waterproof windbreaker, and some long pants. Like, I got dressed up, got a fucking umbrella, and pulled her out there so that she'd take a fucking dump. And right. I was walking and out there has, carrying her with the umbrella so she knew it wasn't and, wet. And to that effect, she and my dog as well have almost zero coat for this. They are summer dogs. They are indoor dogs. Yeah, she's basically fucking clear. They have, yeah, she's, they she's, have, she's trans very thin, very <laughs> short hair, um, and they feel every little bit of that directly on their skin. So oh. I would not blame her too much for having a big okay. You're of gonna the need to get her a doggy sweater. I had, I had to kick our forty-eight pound fucking pit bull out the back door this morning. You're gonna have literally to planted foot on ass and kicked him out the door. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, nope. <laughs> well, and you know, I want to go to work and not and worry about her making a mess. Two, right. two minutes later, He's at doors. He was back it. at the back door, done. He's like, I, I, I power shat and I'm done. <laughs> it was just, Lemon! Lemon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah he, the, uh, he's a big one when it comes to rain too and i think that's just almost every short-haired dog i've had that wasn't a lab because labs even short hair their coats are fairly thick 
Every short-haired dog I've had besides Labs have been she, wimps in the rain. She probably won't get much of a uh, much of a coat, by the way. Just, no, I know that. Okay. She still sheds like crazy. You probably can't see my shirt, but it's uh, got little white hairs well, all over I, it. I know. Well, uh, short-haired, short that's a misnomer. Short-haired dogs actually shed more than long-haired. Yeah. You just, just don't see it as much. You don't see the big... you're wearing dark clothing and they're a white dog. So... She, she's at least part albino. I see it every time I come over. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's fine. I'm perfectly fine with this. Some people are like, dog hair. Like, fuck. I mean, that's a badge saying I'm loved by a dog. Just saying. You know, uh, love your dog. Dog loves you back. And I don't have the opportunity to even have a dog. I mean, at the apartment, I wouldn't do that to a dog. Uh, so I, I get my dog love when I come here. <laughs> I mean, at least. Uh, I will say this for Rusty. Oh, my gosh. As much a... as he's an asshole sometimes. Yeah. yeah. He at least does the right thing. I, I seriously firmly believe that the worst thing you can do is have a medium to large size dog in an apartment. Right. Yeah, I didn't. And Rusty will not. And those are the breeds Rusty loves. Yeah. So he's just resigned himself to not have a dog. Right. I didn't have, I mean, when I lived at that apartment. So when the podcast started, if you go way back about two, yep. 2014 on before, uh, we were doing the show at an apartment. And Trent really wanted a dog. Like, Trent's went way overkill. So if you hear from Trent again, you'll realize that he has about 200 animals. Farmer Trent? Yeah. Farmer yeah. Trent. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, yeah, you know, he's got guineas like, and goats and dogs and he's cats. Got and like he's got like three or four pigs. dogs. He's got a pet pig. They've got like four four goats. No, uh, no. Was it, try like thirty goats. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's, he's got up, a he, he's, he's got a pen that that's as big as my entire yard filled with goats. No, he's oh, like up front that and far. Yeah. yeah, like front and backyard. Jesus. Whole just full on goats. Goats everywhere. There's probably like a fifty guineas. There's probably like a hundred chickens. Um, there is. He has got a full on animal farm. Well, yeah. I mean, he bought the land for it. He did. He's got. I think like 20 acres or something like yeah. that. But, Anyways, um, yeah, I wouldn't let him have a dog. It's kind of like like talking to your kid, like I, I won't let you have your pet. Right. But I was like, you mm. know, we don't have the space for it. We have an 1,100-square-foot apartment, which it's a big apartment, but, like, your dog's going to shit mm. inside a lot, and this already gross apartment's going to be worse, and you have a weird schedule. You'll be able to walk it, and I'm sure you'll take care of it. But she takes care of his animals. But... Like, I just, I felt like it would have been kind of cruel. And then when I got, came here until, um, until, uh, my ex moved in, like, I didn't have a dog, right? And right. then the dog came with the ex. And of course, the dog stayed and the ex left. So I had Zoe and then, you know, Lolo was, came from Jessa. So. Why do you uh, have to be so cute? She's like, oh, you're pointing at me. Can I get that? Well, pets? and I mean, Lola's a rescue, and yeah. Yeah. I won't blame you for. You I won't blame well, Zoe's you guys a, for that at all. Zoe's like a double rescue. Like, yeah, my ex rescued Zoe when she was already an adult dog, and then I rescued Zoe from my ex. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, Zoe likes me better anyway. Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, I love pets. I really do, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. I think they're just the most misunderstood kind of you know breed of dog well uh, and i want one so bad but you need space like you know what but, you don't know is like when i get home 
So I let her run some of this energy out. I know she's got demon energy when you get here. Oh, yeah. I go outside, even when it's dark like this, and let her just, she, it's like she has to impress me. So she runs in circles outside, mm -hmm. like all the way, like zigzags back and forth in the yard, and she goes like maximum speed. Mm -hmm. She does that yep. for like about 10 minutes. And then she was running out of energy. Like, she's, you know, yep. she's pretty good after that, but wow. she has to do that. And I do it at lunch, too. I let her out. And she's a rescue of the purest form. So she came from a puppy mill, and then I won't go on this too long. But um, Jessa found this, you know, it belongs to some rescue Facebook group or whatever, right? And saw that they somebody had some deaf dogs that they were trying to get rid of. And then somebody in that group picked up the dog as a temporary adoption to find it at home. And what we didn't know about the dog, and she found out when she went to go pick this dog up a couple hours away, is that whatever puppy mill she was at, she was in a cage and she had tried to chew her way out of the bars and so she's been, until recently, was missing a lot of her back teeth and some of her fangs in the front. And so that's now since grown in since her puppy teeth. But she did that. She had mites like fucking crazy. Right. She had all these bald patches from being chewed to shit because she was outside in a cage in the winter um, with the fur you see there. Right? Like she was bald and patchy and no she had liked, sores. Yeah. No wonder and, she doesn't like to go outside in the cold. Yeah. So she was in rough shape. And then for the first few months that I had her, she was very skin and bones. Um, I'm trying to, I've, I feel like you, I've been fairly successful with fattening her up. Oh, as yeah. You can you, see, you know, she's, she's, she's got looking a little healthy. Of, she's got a, some chub going on, which well, is good for her. She's, she's looking healthy because when, when I first saw this dog, it, I mean, you could see ribs. It was, I mean, I, and I, told Justin, I was like, look, you, you're going to need to feed this dog. I mean, I know that you're doing what you're doing, but you're going to need to feed this dog. This dog is underweight. Oh, well, it, and she you know, she eats as right. much as my big fat dog. Sorry, yeah. well, and she Sorry to interrupt, but um, here, is, here basically is the thing, only this is the battery-powered version. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, what? Uh, oh, uh, Oh, that. What the fuck? That, that, that looks <laughs> like a Family Guy face. Wait, wait. Oh, that is fucking. That's nightmare fuel right there. What the hell? That is nightmare fuel. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, what? it has like, like, like. Think of it like it, a Family Guy face that has like people teeth, and then now it's got like <laughs> a vagina in its mouth. <laughs> no, they like. They like copied <laughs> the anatomy of the tongue and the throat. That's weird. It's, it's weird. That's too weird. It's <laughs> I couldn't put that like, on my dick. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right there. Right there. That is the weirdest Just, thing I've seen. Like there's a photo for you. So it, it's it's like I don't I I, I don't know. Uh, I I want to. That is. That's the tongue area. That is eerie. That is, that is very eerie. That is like it's. You know what the eeriest thing about it, besides it being just a weird sex toy, I mean, is that is that it, think of it like a Family Guy face because it's really featureless, right? With hyper realistic teeth and tongue, right? I was thinking, uh, like, what what can you add like human teeth to that makes things like weird? Like looking at like a, a dog. Like uh, somebody photoshopped normal teeth onto a fucking dog, it just like what you or know, like a break, shark or something yeah, like or, that. or yeah, or a shark, yeah, like Thanks a shark. Oh, very different here we teeth. go. I went down the rabbit hole. Oh, that is why. No, please, no, no. 
in your Amazon history is now full of sex toys. And now it'll uh, say, uh, <laughs> you might like. You might. Boom. What? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? Say, uh. Say, say, uh. That is, no. So. You have weird fantasies, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> these aren't my fantasies. Well, Amazon damn. believes that's that's your fantasy, and now you're going to get served up some suggestions. I'm just saying. So, long story short, I haven't played VR in a long time uh, because it's very hard to keep an eye on a dog that you can't tell no. Yeah. Um, and this dog still doesn't like character creation, and I love character creation. Except when you guys are here, and she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't up. react at all. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Literally, he's telling us about this, and he goes, "Let me show you." Yeah, let me goes to the character creation, and there's Lola on the couch next to me, and and she just turns her head away from TV. She's like zero fucks given, zero fucks given. My field of fucks is barren. (laughs) Oh, she's just yeah, she's just yeah. Uh, I love this dog so much. Uh, Concentrated, cute. <laughs> she is, except she's very um, oral exploratory and puts her mouth on everything. Yeah, well, you know, she's she's uh, she's smelling a lot of lemon and probably tasting it on my fingertips. Yes, yeah. When um, I'm bacon, it's like oh. a, an experience of just keeping her from sniffing everything that might oh, have ever check had it out. bacon. The grease. tongue sticks out of this one. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about you. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Jason, please stop showing me your toys. <laughs> so I'm going to move along yes, a little please. bit. So, oh my God. I'm going to give Rusty a Destiny Corner here for a minute. No, yes. But before we talk about Destiny Corner, I do want to talk about some games I beat. Yeah. And I want to talk, get y'all's thoughts on it. So, um, Game Pass has been incredibly kind to me because I can't play anything on my PC and I'm just like, what do I got on Game Pass? I got a shitload. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I can't play ones. Dark Devotion, which I really want to play. So, you know, back burner. And all these other PC games that I really want to play, back burner. But um, I did have Bloodstained, and that was one of the ones that I was committing to to beat. And so I picked up Bloodstained, um, and I finished Bloodstained before I realized I finished it. Uh, yeah, I know. And like, here's the thing with Bloodstained. So... After I got used to it, I got pretty all right at it. Remember I was telling you how much I sucked at it before? Yeah. Um, I just had to kind of figure out how the dodge worked and figure out the range of my weapon. And then once I did that and then figured out that my, the claymore I was trying was probably the absolute worst thing I could do. Yeah. And then I stopped underusing my magic. Like, I just started one-shotting fucking everything. Yeah, the game and I was real easy after a while. And I got to the last boss, and I didn't have any, like, health regen stuff. It's just that I did so much damage so fast, like, he didn't even go through phases. Like, I got to the last boss before I realized he was the last boss, and then I beat him 30 seconds later, and I was like, was on easy mode? No, no I was just using the bats, and the bats had been powered up quite a bit. And I didn't use the bats. You used what? pigs. No, well, the pigs were uh, the pigs are a pretty fucking OP thing because they bounce around and fu- and do all yeah, kinds well, of the fucking bats damage. is basically just a flamethrower bats. Well, and I just sat there and held down the button, and then sliced a few times, and recharged my magic once, and then he was dead. I didn't even get that far. So I mean, when I played it, I of course 
kind of realized that I was near the end of the game. And then I spent about an, about maybe eight hours or so farming everything up to maximum. I like I said, I almost one hundred percent of the like game. Level six bats. Uh, well, I mean, I I went and maxed out every shard that I had. I mean, even the stat shards and everything. I went and I farmed all the stat shards, and I was so close to getting a full completionist score on Bloodstain that, uh, and, and I did it because I realized that after I played this game, I probably would never come back to it. Uh, so I said, I'm going to get 100% of everything that I want to get done with this game done so that I can shelve it and, you know, look back on it in a few years. Um, the, uh, the, the reality is, is, uh, once I finally got to the last boss, I had, uh, there's a, a secret, you know, a locked boss that is basically, uh, uh, you know, you can get a chisel, uh, like, a. uh, it's. I don't think I got that boss. So the like I actually think I might have accidentally missed bosses because I mean it's possible. I mean these do- these bosses are behind some locked doors. Yeah, I was just like I got this ability now I can go here. Like I never got through. There's a blood fountain that has like it seems like you can go down. Yes, and I never got a power to swim. Yeah, you or did. no, I didn't. You did. I beat the game without it. No, you did. You just didn't realize that you could use it at that point. So there's a shard that allows you to basically suck up blood pools from the ground. Never got that shard. Oh, it's part of the fucking progression, I thought. No. Uh, it's... Like, I just kept going... There's a, there's a boss in, in there that basically uses that mechanic. Never fought him. Wow. Okay, well, you get a shard that basically allows you to suck up pool, uh, pools of blood on the ground to heal you. I beat the boss... So here's where I was at, like, progression-wise, right? Because you get powers for, you know, locomotion, essentially, right? Right. So I got the double jump, which yeah. is fairly early. And the other progression thing I got was the little laser pin thing that lets you teleport through yep. things. Yep. After I got that, um, I was just exploring, and then I happened upon the boss, which I mm. thought was... I actually have only 11 hours in the game, and I beat it. Wow. Okay. And I didn't realize I'd beat it. It's possible. I mean, that's like, the and thing. I wasn't trying to mainline it. I literally was exploring, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get to this other area later. I'm just going to see what's up here." And, and it was a boss, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just try the boss." And game you... over. What? Yeah, you so, probably like, didn't get to the. You know, you probably didn't get the good ending. I didn't get it. It's just game over. Oh, you haven't beat the game. Uh, it gave me new game plus right after that. You still haven't beat the game. How? So I'll the boss. That, on, I'll load it so up the boss break. that you got to, uh, the was boss it part you, of the story. The boss you got to was uh, as basically at the top of the tower, and there was a moon in the background. No, I beat that one. Okay, we'll we'll go on break. I'll let you see. So there's there's a false ending to that game, and it comes really early. So once you get to a certain person which is a major focus of the beginning of the story and you defeat them you'll get a game over and it'll be like okay i'm done here but you're not done i mean think back to the very first encounter in the game and the you know the antagonist is got a demon behind him 
that's who you're supposed to be fighting. If you are fighting the dude, you are not fighting the demon. I don't have a way, so does that mean you're never supposed to beat him? No, you are supposed to... You're supposed to get him weak, and then the moon will start to glow, and then you have to hit the moon. Okay, it's part of the stage, but you can hit the moon with a specific weapon that you get as part of the story. You get a sword that kills demons, specifically demons. Well, then I didn't beat it. So... If you get to the point where you get him low and the moon starts to glow red, you pull that sword out and slash the moon with the sword, and then the real boss pops out, and then the story continues. You haven't beat the game. So, you have some more stuff to do. So, well, that's actually kind of encouraging because I was just like, okay, well, because I beat him faster than I've beat any boss. He's really easy. I mean, I was just like... I'm not, I didn't take a health potion. I didn't do anything. I was just like, you just fucking face melted. Yeah. You got the false ending, which I got. And I'm like, no, this is way too fucking easy. And and then I, uh, and then I realized there's something different about this. When I got that, got the false ending, got the game over and then started the game back up again. And it started me right at that, you know, a save point right before that fight. I realized I'm like, there is something I'm missing here. And then I it doesn't re- telegraph itself very well. And, and then I'm like, you ha- and it's super easy to miss this uh, this thing. But when you f- uh, when you fight the uh, samurai and get his sword, and he's like specifically states this sword is to kill this demon. That's it. I don't think I even killed the samurai. You had to have if you got that far. That's part of the, uh, it's part of the, you can't even get past that point without getting a Okay, sword. then maybe I do have it. Who knows? Yeah. So you, uh, so you should try that again, load up that save and go back to that boss, get the boss to about half or three quarters health, and then watch the background. Look for the moon to change. Uh, and then you've got probably another 15 to 20 hours for the game left. <clears throat> oh, well, I mean, that, like I said, that's not discouraging because that actually makes me rate it a little bit higher if I – I was giving it a, above average, but a little, just a hair because yeah. I just – you know, I, I finished everything except for DLC, DLC and the final boss for Hollow Knight, yeah. which at some point I'll go back to. Right? I've been playing Dark Devotion, which I actually love quite a bit and should be on Switch now if you have a Switch um, on 20 bucks or less, um, easily worth 20 bucks. That yeah. has a, quite a bit to it. Uh, it's another, you know, salt and sanctuary like kind of game. Yeah. But no no randomness to it whatsoever aside from what you get in the run. Okay. Um the level design is set. It's handcrafted. Like I mean yeah. if you haven't tried it, Dark Devotion, I highly recommend. Um but so there's that. And then I was going through like I call it game depression, right? Like nothing's sticking. Yeah. And I just started downloading a bunch of random shit on Game Pass, and I was like, you know what? I can't play Dead Cells on the PC. I'm not going to be able to unlock my progression from PC, which is like 40 hours of progression. Um, I still haven't beat that game. But I went ahead and loaded it up on Game Pass, and I didn't realize they changed some mechanics with it, which actually was pretty cool. Um, Like, if you haven't played it in a while, um, it's like version 1.6 or something like this, or maybe 1.9. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They've changed a few mechanics on a few things. 
Um, mainly they've actually added some progression elements to it that they didn't have before. So like you can unlock a shop and immediately get some of the items you unlocked through your playthroughs, okay. through your sales that you spent. And then instead of having the time doors in between on the actual level itself. So like if you're familiar with it, right, you go straight from the first area to either toxic sewers or the, not the ramparts, but the, whatever that first area is. Yeah. Anyways. If you can get through it in less than two minutes and get to that point, then you'll get to an, a door that unlocks and gives you extra cells. So it does that in-between levels now. So on the in-between level, if you pass that first level in two minutes, then you get it. And if you pass the next level by the eight-minute mark, you'll get another group of cells and another special weapon. And that's the thing. It gives you cells plus a weapon, like a grade-level weapon based on about what level you've set your character so far. Um but I hadn't played it in a while, and I was like, you know what? I know how Dead Cells pretty inside out. I'm going to see how far I get. I got to the Ossuera my first run without any unlocks. Uh, that's pretty far. Yeah, it's just the Ossuary has so many enemies that require multiple hits and requires healing. You don't have a flask until you unlock it, and I didn't have enough cells for a flask until <laughs> after I did my next run after that. Well, yeah, because but, by that time you had all the cells. Yeah, but I didn't. But I hadn't unlocked the flask yet. Yeah. So you know, um, I've so been working on it the entire run. Was unlocking my health flask, and so I was just getting whatever weapons I got and upgrading them to the max in between levels. Um, but it overall, like Dead Cells, especially if you've never played it, Dead Cells is an excellent game. Um, but it's run based. It, basically, you unlock weapons with basically souls, kind of like Dark Souls, right? Right. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. But you so every every uh, level that you pass, you earn it. cells from different enemies, and those cells you spend to unlock items for every run, and they're random drops or um, they're in stores and things like that. So, and all those different weapons and uh, special abilities are all unlocks. So, anyways, um, yeah, I played that pretty frantically for about two or three nights, just kind of mm -hmm. going through it again, and I've got a fair amount of unlocks already. Feeling pretty good about it, um, yeah. but I was kind of getting to that game depression of I really want to play something with not random, not with more solid story progression. Yeah, and I kept looking at you know Outer Worlds, and I keep it in play, and just like maybe just unlock early, like completely illogically. Yeah, no, it's not. No, nope. I mean it just happened over and over and over again. Nope, this isn't open locked yet. Nope. So I started Metal Gear Survive, which was <laughs> I was looking for a podcast game. I Metal Gear Zombies. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll say. I'll give a quick plug. Um, okay. There is a podcast I listen to, which I think is fairly hilarious, if not completely inaccurate a lot of times, called Last Podcast on the Left. Um, is when I'm not listening to a game podcast, I listen to like just crazy shit, and it's a, three comedians, I tend to listen to a lot of comedy, mm -hmm. that talk about either creepypasta, um, they talk about crazy ghost stories, um, or they talk about like serial killers and like the crazy shit they went through. Yeah. But from a comedic spin... So, I'm not, like, way into serial killers, but, I like, they did a whole thing on, like, Mormonism and how fucked up it is. Oh, well. Um, I mean. But they do it from a very comedic point of view, but they do a shitload of research. Um, so, like I said, one guy is, like, completely into aliens and has completely lost his fucking mind when it comes to aliens and believes everything related to aliens. They're out there. But. Okay, Mulder. Right. But on the, on the flip side of it, it is an incredibly crass and hilarious show if you've never listened. It's really popular on Spotify, um, but it's very much uh, horror-themed. 
Yeah. Like real life horror if they Hor- catch real life horror. Horror. But they'll do <laughs> um like I said horror. Horror. They'll do the creepypasta stuff too, like they did a whole series on Slenderman and like how that became a thing and then it was a really weird thing too. Like Slenderman like turns out you know, some is like a stick figure dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know that that was until Holly informed me what the Slender Man was. I, I was I missed the boat on it too, and they're like, uh, I mean, this this thing just happened. It, it just happened. It became a sensation of some sort, and yeah, then, it's just creepy pasta that got popular. It's probably like it started on 4chan or something, didn't it? I don't know. I I honestly don't know the origins. Reddit, but, I think. But if you want, if you want a show that is completely non-game related, but is fairly funny, <laughs> and Completely R-rated. Uh, last podcast on the left is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I mean... They've got one guy that's a straight man. They've got one guy that does a bunch of crazy impressions. And they've got one guy that is like the creepy... Uh, I don't want to say creepy, but just like way out there, dude. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's always one. Yeah. So <laughs> they all play off each other. But anyways, um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's most of what I've been doing. Um, hmm. What else have I... I'm just... I'm I mean, pulling you, at straws. You're 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 trying to talk about outer worlds, I think. Yes, I was. Thank you. So that's really the thing that I was trying to segue into. Um I haven't got a lot of time in it because it really just released last night and Lola was barking her fucking head off at the character creator, so yeah. I did not get far last night and this morning she was driving me nuts. Did not get very far, so I've played about an hour and some change. Yeah, I haven't touched it. Not um yet. here's my initial impression. Um, everybody comparing it to a Fallout game? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, these are guys that have created Fallout. So I'll say Obsidian, former in exile, uh, people that are that are part of that company. Um, so they made Fallout New Vegas, one of my favorite Fallouts of all time, my fa- favorite 3D Fallout. Um, but they also they're I don't know if they're directly involved with this game, but this is also the same company that had dealings with the original Fallout. Right. Um, and then you got the weird games like Alpha Protocol. You've got, um, you know, all the top-down RPGs that they've done. Um, Pillars of Eternity is something they've recently done. And now, because now they're signed with Microsoft, they can make these huge AAA games. This is a huge AAA game, except it doesn't have a lot of bugs. I will say, so far, in an Obsidian game, in an hour and a half, I haven't experienced any bugs. No or way. Or long load times. No way. They got a Microsoft Q&A team. Oh. Yeah. That, that makes was, sense. Right. So all the people that are talking about Obsidian bugs with the launch, right, I haven't had any Obsidian bugs because they have a QA team now. That's, I mean, that's, uh, I was I was. I mean, they always did before, but it was always a much smaller team, you know? Like, so, and the QA team they had last time was Bethesda's QA team. We know they don't do a very good job of that. So, <laughs> well, it's just like, well, it's just like, it's just like grown. Phil Spencer and in Exile's uh, um, president by and vice president said when they announced the entire thing, they said the one key they were always missing <laughs> was a large, consistent Q and A. Well, and I will say when you they know. picked up all those studios last was it last year, or the year before, yeah, right. Because in Exile, right, they've got they now have Microsoft backing them, and that was the one thing Fargo was saying is like, hey, Wasteland Three is going to take longer. You know why? Because QA. because we have access to technology and resources we never had before. He's like, we now have a QA team and can go through and fix most of the stuff. And we now have the manpower to do this stuff before. that usually takes a lot of time that we have to wear a lot of hats to do. Yeah. And, and so and we're not going to rely on this, uh, the player base to be our fucking beta testers. Right. So now 
these studios that were smaller studios that are super creative have a really big a big daddy I mean, backing them. And I will say the feeling that I got playing Outer Worlds was the same feeling I got when I played Bioshock with having that kind of caliber of game. Oh, wow. Okay. The writing seems very strong. Um, it is very story-centric. It is very choice-centric. It is very dialogue-centric. And it is also very combat-centric. And so it goes through a very short tutorialization of how the controls work and all that shit. Gives you a pretty good idea of what the story is when you get started. And then it plays off like an I 3D Fallout RPG prior to 4. And I say prior to 4 for a very big reason. Because 4 was a lot of fetch quests. So, And these are a lot of dialogue quests because there's a lot of quest writing here. So you pick skills. Like there's some things that have been streamlined from other RPGs. Yeah, so yeah. like I was showing you in the character creator, like you could create the different um, types of character, right? Like so it farmer. Did, right. Like, you've got the different perk choices that are based on your background, like one of them was Dirt Farmer. Um, because, you know, you got to farm some dirt. I'm just but saying. instead of giving you number values, like oh, five oh. for average and things like that for, like Fallout did, right? It literally just has average, above average, you know, you know, excellent and ridiculous, Godly. basically. Right? And so it just has a slider like that that you adjust, and then it has perk points that you put in different categories. So that it raises several perks at once. So when you get your first five perk points, you're going to raise all of those up by a tenth. So instead of it raising one, it raises at ten points. So for your starter stats, you really are setting the mold for your character. Mm -hmm. But like different things are different. When I say that in different categories, like sneaking, lock picking, and hacking are all in the same one. So you put one point there and get ten points to that skill for the skill check. And then as you're leveling up later in the game, it gives you one point to apply to that whole bucket of skills. Gotcha. But okay. all the skills are bucketed together, so you don't have to be like, oh, I just want rifles. No, there's just a gun Guns. skill. Yeah. And the gun skill levels up automatic weapons, pistols, and rifles together. So when I was building this character, I built them around ri weapon or ranged weapons, mm -hmm. persuasion, yeah. and sneaking. Yeah, because so, that's all you need. And I like to talk my way through RPGs a lot of times or get the extra dialogue options. Get, and so, yeah, yeah, because the extra dialogue options sometimes are fucking gold, dude. So I've been persuaded my way. Especially for, in an Obsidian game. Yeah. And it doesn't have a weird wheel or anything like that. It is using a little of an older way of just, like, select the thing. So it, but it looked everything's a lot like... fully voiced. It looks a lot like Mass Effect is what it kind of reminds me of. Well... Mass Effect had you know it had that, but it all had it on the wheel, and it's kind of, kind of like no, that. What I'm saying, what I'm thinking, what I looked at from, and I'm not the only one that makes this comparison. But when I look at the Outer Worlds, I'm uh, I'm looking at it from the lens of uh, New Vegas because it does have a lot of menu systems that kind of have a Fallout feel to them. Oh, it absolutely does. And um, I mean, even to the art design is very Fallout. Yeah. Um, I can't, it's Igor or something or other that did that, but he's dead. But they they borrowed a lot of the same aesthetic. Right. So you're in a world, in the world that you traveled, so you've got a spaceship and you crash land on this world, right? Yeah. And As you do. And then on this world, it is very alien and very otherworldly. To like the aesthetic, almost reminds me of when you get a cool world in um, No Man's Sky. Right. Very bright. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of vibrant colors. Right. But on the flip side of that, um, there's also a lot of used tech. 
Right. Everything's got a, a worn feel to it to the point there's junkyard. Right. So it has kind of that weird fallout post-apocalyptic feel because everything kind of feels burned out, used, blown up or whatever, mm-hmm. but in an alien planet. Right. With weapons that look very reminiscent of the art style of like Bioshock and like almost like 50s sci-fi aesthetic. So take the weapons from Bioshock, the settlements from uh, from a Fallout game and the worlds from No Man's Sky. Yeah, I mean and and, and just jam the, them together. just a couple of uh, of pistols i've seen yeah it's a mix between watching you playing it's almost kind of like a mix between like buck rogers and you know if you look at some of the helmets that i got um, they look very rocketeer yeah very buck rogers and the other thing that they're going for is they're going for the space cowboy aesthetic yeah so like there was a saloon in that town that i was in right like straight up saloon and then they're going for like the you know evil corporation thing because the entire town's owned by a corporation that i'm in right now the starter town but like the quest that i had i didn't have any real fetch quests i was trying to collect money from different people and i had all sorts of different ways collecting money i could intimidate them i could just kill them um or i could talk my way through it or i could do quests for them to get those items that i needed for uh the person i was turning that quest into and so that also branched off several other quests or several other side quests to the point where I'm at a spot that I'm very distracted. There also is companion controls. So I can order my companion to attack certain things just by using the D-pad or move to certain areas. <laughs> so if I wanted to, like, I could be aiming at somebody down the sights and hit up on my D-pad, and that's who my guy is going to attack. Do you have the uh, do you have, the have drop shared, ki- sh- shared inventory, too. Do you have the dropkick, dude? Um, no. Okay, so... So I I did a, a little bit of looking at this game cuz uh cuz I when I once I realized that the game had actually released for PC I was it was 11 o'clock in the fucking morning and I'm like oh shit I could have been playing this all fucking night um but when uh uh so when I really see saw that I saw that because a Twitch streamer was streaming it and I said, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta watch this." So this particular Twitch streamer, and I, and I, I'm sorry, I forget the name because I just kind of clicked on a random dude. He was doing a genocide run, <laughs> and um, he he said, first of all, he gets all the quests, talks uh, talks to each NPC like he's an asshole." Uses every fucking like negative, you know, you know, option he has. fuck you option that there is an uh, there is in the fucking dialogue tree. And as soon as he's exhausted all of the options, and that NPC ends up saying, "Well, just go do this thing. I don't fucking care how you do it. Just go do it." He's like, "Okay." And then as soon as the fucking dialogue box goes away, he just raises up his rifle, goes right between the fucking eyes, and pops him. And he said, with the exception of a couple characters, he's been able to do that with everybody he's talked to. The other thing that's interesting is people react based on if you have your weapon raised or lowered. Right. People also react to what you're wearing. So I was wearing a a spacesuit when I came into, uh, from being in hibernation. So it's like it's got disconnected hoses hanging off of it. Right. And then I found a marauder that I killed and took his suit. 
And so everybody was reacting to the shitty thing that I was wearing. And then I went into a surgeon's office, and he wouldn't even have anything to do with me until I changed clothes. Well, I mean. Because I was wearing a dirty Marauder outfit. And I had the option of intimidating him into getting whatever I want. So I went to the morgue next door, and I stole the one of the people's clothes, which was the <laughs> technician outfit that I was wearing. Oh, you know. So I was like, this is my talking outfit. So This is my talking outfit. It also has a pretty intense crafting system. Everything has, like, wear, but it's not to a ridiculous degree like Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, Where you go through eight fucking weapons I've just to kill I've shot 300 things. rounds through my pistol, and it's at, like, 65% durability. Right. And that's reasonable. And I've picked up that pistol, like, seven times. So, you know, at some certain point, I'll just flip it to the new pistol instead of repairing it. Right. But. You know, you can repair. You can also add modifications to it. You can add different components to it, like scopes and things like that, or extra magazines or whatever. So there's a whole area of customization with with your character that way. And on top of that, it looks it looks pretty good. There are some things that look a little bit weird. Um, just to throw it out there, right? The color plow like really offsets it, and makes it look really shiny. Yeah, the characters look a little bit rubbery. They do, uh, and the lip syncing's not the greatest in the world, but it's uh, it's it's workable. The acting, the voice acting, is done pretty well. So, so that's that's kind of offsets what you got. Doesn't yeah. So it's nice. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's the it, it actually hits that sweet spot of I know I'm playing a game, and it's not quite super uncanny valley, but it's pretty close. It's close, I think. They do a really good job with their texture work for the yeah. most part. So the characters look cartoony right. with real skin, which is weird. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit weird. It is kind but of weird. Art, but, but the art design with everything else kind of offsets that. So that's more of a personal. I told you when they were talking, it almost reminded me of the models from Fallout 4. Yeah. It, and, yeah. They're not quite as wooden as Fallout 4. Not, no, not, not quite not as, as wooden, wooden, but I mean, like in the mouth movement, etc. I don't think they're using they're using a i don't know what in they're probably using unreal or something i don't know i mean they're I mean, on the epic store so it might be unreal i'm fairly sure that that's but here's the other cool thing on pc if you have game pass you could just get it yeah just get it like um, if you don't want to mess with that don't, don't store, be like me like uh, you could pay for four months of game pass well more they're than using that. unreal that's what i thought I, it looks like it's unreal because of the texture pop yeah <laughs> The hallmark but, of all Unreal games is the texture pop. But it sounds like what what you're really trying to get to is... All right, you got to stop before you hit copyright. <laughs> um, hey, I still had like 15 seconds, dude. Dog, dog, and, I, dog and I are dancing. I got it. 30 seconds without... I can, I can live with 10. Um... <laughs> I will say, though, like, you know, gameplay-wise, one of the things it does very much like Fallout, so it doesn't have VATS, it just has slow time. Right. And with slow time, what you can do is you can aim for the head, and when you shoot somebody in the head with slow time, even if it doesn't kill them, it blinds them. Um, You could shoot them in the arm, and you can cripple them. You could shoot them in the legs, and you could cripple them. You could shoot them in their gun hand, and you could make sure that they can't shoot you. Can't you shoot the guns out of the... uh, I haven't gotten that accurate yet. Okay. But you can increase that skill, which is one of the things I'm am increasing. But it is a possibility, right? I don't. I can't confirm yet. Okay, I'll try. Okay, I haven't gotten a lot of time to to dick with that. But right, and then you got melee weapons. The melee weapons is just basic slash and block. It's very Elder Scrolls the melee combat. Beating people with a fucking hammer is what I saw. 
Um, but my character is only specced with one-handed weapons and is of average strength, so that's really just going to be my rat beater, so to speak. Hey, uh, should I start a fucking, you know, when I start, do like full-on fucking melee? You be could. Like, fucking play a meathead, right? <laughs> be like, me, me, me destroy. I, I like this. Like I said, so far it has me pretty addicted. I'm Jones in a play right now, but I really want to do the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I was playing when you guys came in, and I just kind of stopped because I didn't want to have any spoilers if you guys were interested. Uh, I mean, I'm going to play it. It's, if yeah. it ends up being good, like after I get through it, you know, and I'm trying not to have just a jaded opinion because I love Obsidian and I love the aesthetic. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like right up your alley with the whole Fallout feel. Right? Like it so... would probably be the thing that I've most look forward to this entire year honestly sweet i so, mean and after it become finishes being free i will probably buy it yeah i mean yeah it's it's probably going to be on game pass for a while um i imagine it oh, will yeah. but I, it's just i it's mean it's such surprising. a high caliber game to have on game pass yeah it's surprising that it, it you know that it came out on game pass like for instance like crackdown 3 i can understand completely why that went to game pass yeah and i beat it in like you know, 7 hours right you know, I right. could see that going to Game Pass perfectly fine because of the caliber right. of game, even though they build it as well, something massive. I think I think Microsoft knows with there's there are certain things where they where they do need to excel, and I think they picked the perfect thing to excel at. And the reason I say that is they they see that PlayStation's model has pre basically failed. Have you looked at They're, what's on Game Set on PlayStation Plus? Not plus uh, whatever their Game Pass equivalent uh, is. PlayStation Now. It's pretty much mostly old games. Yeah, yeah. It, there's no it sucks new balls. new games. I mean, you can get God of War on there now, right? But that game's been yeah. out for two years. Um, but I mean, putting Damn. putting higher caliber third party or higher caliber AAA games on there um, is <laughs> especially ones that. They have control of like Outer Worlds, like yeah. And Outer Worlds isn't an exclusive; um, it's just their Microsoft-owned studio now. You know, and it's it, and they take full advantage long, of that. It wasn't long after release that Metro Exodus was on there. Yeah, um, I, I'm kind of salty about things. that actually. But here, yeah, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have yeah. got it day one. I mean, yeah. but Bloodstained, right? Like that's not a AAA game, but it's been a game that's been forty bucks for a while. Right. So. I mean, if but get, I would Xbox say was looking for a way you, to... You look at that, and that's how they what? are excelling and competing with, you know, because they can't run sales to the depth like what Steam does. They can't afford necessarily to offer f complete free games like Epic is like doing. Like Epic is doing. So, I mean, putting... But you, but you spend putting, 15 bucks a month? Putting high-performing games or big budget triple a titles on game pass that is a like, way to offset that it's five dollars more than the base subscription and you yeah. get pc game pass beta plus you get regular game pass i mean it's worth it uh, you know it's worth it just for that the um the the thing is when i look at uh what xbox uh, what microsoft is doing with the xbox uh game pass and the game pass for pc i can see what they're doing they wanted to get people on board with Game Pass when they did the whole conversion thing, right? Uh, and then as soon as people uh, started seeing they 
that these bigger titles are also going to be dropping day one on Game Pass. Uh, uh, that I look at it kind of like they're loss leading with triple A's. So they're getting people hooked on the fact that every so often there's going to be a big triple A game. Yeah, it's comes like out. every couple of months, but it, lately, I mean, it was Gears last month and then Outer Worlds this month. I don't know what's planned for next right, month. But again, it's all games led by Microsoft Studios. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then a lot of the indies that we talk about are on Game Pass. Like I said, yeah. Dead Cells came out a little bit later on Game Pass. Super worth it if you're into that kind of game. Bloodstained came out on Game Pass a little bit later. But those yeah. are games that you can actually pick up at any time. Really, uh, the way I see indie games is that uh, indie games don't they don't age the same way that the AAA titles do. I I digger. I I, I don't I don't think so because like if I was to go back, I mean, and I did just recently go back to playing Starbound or playing fucking Stardew Valley or any of those games, they age very well. I mean, those games are yeah. two, three years no, old. It, Rusty does a, have a point. There is most of most of your indie titles out there that that you pick up, right? One generally gameplay either individual gameplay sessions with those are longer, or they're um, or they're really high quality quick play sessions that are procedurally generated. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. So you get a much longer half-life out of Terrible. most of the good indie titles You're horrible. versus a triple-A title where you you're getting... I should. Uh, where you're getting, on average, somewhere between 16 and 40 hours worth of gameplay that you never replay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's where Rusty's getting at. Yeah. Is, well, but I'm just. It's not often that you have a AAA title that you go back and play two or three times. Yeah. It really depends on the game. But just like explaining some of the other things on PC, right? Like Stellaris is kind of a, a hard game to get into and then a really fun game once you understand the 10 hour tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like some of the strategy games. game stuff that's coming out that's on Xbox Game Pass for the console and for PC is pretty great. And then some of the stuff that I never got around to. So like I never got around to um, Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest. You still haven't played that game? Um, I started it last night while you... I was waiting on Outer Worlds. I mean, if you liked Hollow Knight, you're going to like Ori. I'm just... Ori's really fucking sad when it starts off. Well, but that, it, that intro took a while. <laughs> it, it, it's it's I never sad got around until... To... Until you actually get through it. Like, I I just recently it, not... It does start out really melancholy, though. But I mean. if you get into the game, you realize what it means. I mean, there's yeah. there's some, you know, there's a, a a really, really beautiful story behind Ori and, uh, and how yeah. that game just plays. It but, is so good. Like, it is such I'm, a good game. But some of those indies that, you know, it saved me some money this year quite a bit, though. You know, like I got to play Void Bastards, which I like quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, right? Void Bastards is actually really so, nice. I played, uh, I played some of that, and that's a really interesting roguelike. I mean, it it uh, on the surface, if you're looking at it just on the surface, yeah, it's it doesn't, it's not a looker, uh, but right. it I, has. I feel like know, it. I like the art that, design on it. That I mean, said, for every gem on Game Pass, there are some ridiculous games, though. Like this week, um, you know, I tried getting uh, more time in Monster Hunter, 
Um, and again, it still really wasn't clicking with me on Saturday. Uh, it takes some um, time to actually get used to it. It takes some time to get good and stuff. I, yeah. I, I decided to jump into something, download and jump in something that I thought might just be kind of punch drunk silly. Um, and I went and downloaded Jump Force. Um, what? Jump Force. So Jump Force is the This is the anim- Shonen Go fucking, uh, yeah. the, where you get fucking Naruto fighting Goku. Uh, and, and uh, well, kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah. They're on the same team. Basically, you create your own character, but yeah, you're, like, they're part of your team, so you can select them as fighters with you, whatever. <sighs> Basically, so here... Here's the thing, and this is where I I regretted it. After it was only entertaining <laughs> for a couple of hours, and then I was done. I regretted um, everything, and I regretted it after that, it, and deleted it off of my hard drive. Bow done. Um, is that uh, one? It's completely subtitled. They're never so there. There is no. There is no. English. They didn't get the English uh, voice um, actors for anything. Voice acting in it at yeah. all. Um, so it's all in Japanese and it's subtitled. I mean, if you're into subs, I guess that's yeah. fine. But uh, which didn't completely ruin it for me. But it's just kind of one they of those. They did get things. the original voice actors for yes. the characters from Japan. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, really? I mean, you have um, to look at it though. That's twice the voice acting or the twice the yeah. voice acting budget. Um, Holy shit! It's a stupid but but button push fighting game. I'm starting to get tired. I apologize, but, guys. Button push. Um, very similar to Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Oh God, fuck me! I mean, so I there, hated that there game was, so much. There was a lot of that same um, like main world hub mechanic and long load screens into fights and oh, shit yeah. like that um that just completely no- annoyed the Xiaomi. So, the mechanics are good it feels like a bandai um, namco game the yeah um <laughs> but the me- the fighting mechanics are good it's all it's all simple button pushing there's no complicated combos etc i mean oh, it's that's... a basic fighting game um so that part was kind of entertaining, but it's just a visual spectacle situation. It's basically just a visual spectacle, and it's that's a, all it, it is. It's it's a anime fantasy game. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what yeah. it came uh, comes down to to me when I saw that come out. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're gonna put Goku in a realistic world that yeah. doesn't work. Well, um, so the <laughs> the story behind that and how they try and make it work mm-hmm. is that. Somehow, all of the these worlds from Jump Shonen Comics, right, are all different. Actually, different worlds within the multiverse that are now somehow trying to that are being invaded by some sort of virus and are now trying to merge, uh, merge into our reality. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the worst thing in so this world the, would be Goku. The Jump Force. <laughs> Yeah, is trying to stop that invasion and separate the worlds back out again. So yeah, so Goku could go back to his Zetsubins. Yeah, uh, um, I, but the powers look good. Like the fight is fine. 
everything else about that game outside of an actual fight is dog shit. For the price of free? It's I mean, for the price of free, it was still dog shit. <laughs> and, after two, a hard drive and after two or three hours of gameplay, I deleted it from my hard drive. Yeah, yeah not worth the hard drive space. Yeah, and that's yeah but, it's, him, but that's sure. also a good thing about Game Pass, though, because there are titles that I want to give a shot. Yeah. So Metal Gear Survive being one of those oh like shitty games that I wanted to try, yeah. I did not realize how much I should have... It's not even Kojima, but you should have known. should have known that the cutscene of that yeah. was going to take me thirty minutes before I was doing anything. Well, I mean, they needed to pad the runtime somehow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually gotten into I. So I got through part of the very first it, part of that and crafted a spear. It is more worth it to download Batman: Return to Arkham and play the first two Bat. Batman games remastered on your freaking Xbox with Game Pass right now. Then no, it absolutely is. I agree. I was just curious while I was waiting on Outer Worlds because I was going through. You know, I'm sad that I can't play the game I want to play yet. I've, <laughs> I'm I've, just really glad that I have weekends off for the time being so I can play right. more of that. For Metal Gear Survive, though, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bother, man. I wouldn't. I, I may and touch I will it at admit, some point. I stared but... at that for a hard minute, oh. and then I went. I went to YouTube and I watched some gameplay and I, I said no, no. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm doing it because I don't, um, uh, I, I don't want to even put my number as a uh, a person who's downloaded and and played I that game. I literally was doing it because I was looking for a game that had no story that I could play and listen to. Boy, you podcasts. were wrong. Uh, <laughs> Thirty minutes worth of movie and then fucking some gameplay. Well. I started it over and turned on subtitles and then turned it all the way down. <laughs> so you're reading the game. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that story is all over the fucking place. Well, I mean... It's definitely not a Kojima game. They basically stole the ideas of Kojima and said, you know what? We're going to take all these uh, these disparate ideas, throw them in a fucking right. blender, and you're going to end up with like um, some fucking brain soup afterwards. I will admit, I almost installed Stellaris. Yeah. Um, I mean, but then I realized if I did that, that was going to be kind of the same hours long drag so, to get into as Monster so Hunter, and I decided against it. Stellaris is like 4X as fuck. And what I mean by that is it, like Civilization, you can kind of jump in and get the idea of it pretty quick. Right. Um, you know, and then you pick up the subtler sides of it as you play. Stellaris has so much to tutorialization when you start because there's so many different systems that it takes an ass load of time i'm not kidding when it takes you about 10 hours to figure out how to play that game right. but i will say the reward once you get going to that which is why that game has like 37 expansions at this point is pretty cool but you have to be in mode i want to play 4x in space and have cool spaceships yeah. and colonize and do all that shit um so very heavy to want to invest the kind yeah. of time to get started. So needless to say, I wish I'd put the free hours I did have from Jump Force either back into Monster Hunter World and just fought the fought the grind even though I wasn't feeling it. Um or start playing Vampire or yeah, you should New Colossus. Yeah, or, Vamp Vampire is one hundred percent worth it. Like I need to finish that really badly. Uh, I really want getting New Colossus or uh, New Colossus. Uh, you know, yeah, if you New haven't Colossus played that, that's great. There. Yeah. Um, or uh, 
It's all right. Shit. I wasn't super impressed with it. But I liked it almost as much as I liked the it's, first one. It's way better than Youngbloods. That's for damn I'm sure. I'm looking at the, at the list trying to remember. Fucking Youngbloods. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. What a shit show. Uh, <laughs> right. The... Yeah, no, um, I, you should have. Um, so I, I don't know where you are at a Monster Hunter World as far as uh, weapons are concerned, but uh, once you get to the I'm fucking still in the starter quest. Yeah, so. if, yeah you, if you get very far or you get to where you're at the end, just give me a ring and I'll help you with it because I have a pretty deck character. If you can, well, my my biggest uh, my my biggest thing is you know get used to the Great Jagras. You're going to be fighting it quite a bit once you get the J- Great Jagras gear you're a little bit better off. I mean, there is a major power jump once you get, you know, once you get that particular monster on farm. Uh, And once you get the great jogger skier, then you're going to be in a much better position to take on some of the other ones. Oh, Prey. That was the other one I was thinking about. If you haven't played Prey, I actually recommend that higher than I recommend Wolfenstein. That was a sleeper hit. Prey is fucking excellent. That uh, is... I'm Bioshock only, as fuck. I'm the only one at the table that really didn't enjoy it. But, I mean, I still played it. I think it. that, I th- I feel like that's more of a spiritual successor to System Shock than Bioshock was. Well, yeah, I can see that. It's mm-hmm. it's way Some, more sci-fi. Uh, yeah. There's, praise, praise good. I mean, it, it's good. Oh, it just didn't hook me. But that's Bioshock just... was kind of like the best copy of a Fallout themed game at the time. Bioshock was Bio... Bioshock Excuse was me. just System Shock but in a more steampunk setting. And that's what that's what lost me on Bioshock even though I beat you know the first Bioshock. Uh I'm not big on steampunk. Did you so... never play 3? Uh well yeah yeah, I mean I what Bi- uh, Bioshock played the whole series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say three is honestly one of my favorite games. Bioshock Infinite was excellent. It's it's not the it wasn't the steampunk that I mean I wasn't turned off completely from the steampunk. I still played through each one of those and, and beat it and enjoyed those. It's just that the the feel of the steampunk wasn't quite what I was looking for. I'm not big on that aesthetic, so people who are big on that aesthetic would probably have, you know saw that. A little bit differently for me, it was more the gunplay and being able to like fucking shock the piss out of enemies and then shoot them with a pistol. I kind of like the you, you know, know the power in one hand and the gun in the right. other hand. Thing. I mean that that's what that's what got me. And it was very quake style, no iron sights, right? Just combine stuff together. That's cool. Yeah, I mean that that that's what got me in the game. Though the fucking uh, the the vendor the you know. The fucking vendors, the fucking circus of value, uh, oh, value, yeah. value. I can't stand that word still. Value, value. I every fucking time that fucking sound bite plays, I fuck. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me, dude. I fucking right. hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, you know, but I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot of hate to that. I mean. Uh, it just it I don't know what it was, but whatever they fucking you know they were going for for that, it just made me hate actually buying anything from the fucking vendors. Um, yeah, the 
Either way, though, Bam. I think when I think about that game, like I think Outer Worlds has hit me the same way as I wanted Fallout to hit me most recently. And with it being like I've, you know, I haven't really read a lot of reviews, so I don't know how it's doing so far. Uh, but Outer Worlds, yeah, uh, it is positively being reviewed. I, so I would figure, but like it's hit me the same way that I think that Bethesda will probably be going for with Starfield. Right, because they said it was a combination of universes. Yep. And with a stronger writing team with Obsidian, they might have beaten Star... Like, my initial impression is they've already beat that because they've combined the best things out of all the things they've done before. The the feel and aesthetic and gameplay systems of a Fallout game with a super sci-fi setting with the Space Cowboy setting on top of that with the ability to customize the gear I have with lots of choices in the quests that I do, along with a removal of a lot of annoyance things that I've had in similar games before. Right. With, like I said, an extremely strong writing team and an extremely experienced team with quests that have done a lot of games that I liked in the past. Yeah. Um, I very much like what yeah. they're doing so far with it. Um, yeah. I will end up playing it. I did actually take... And, you know, uh, I have a week off here coming up. Uh, so uh, another one, my last one for the year. Uh, so I'm probably going to spend some time over the next couple of weeks to play it. From what I understand, the game is, the Outer Worlds is about 40 hours or so uh, worth of experience, which is probably a good pace for that game. Um. And that means that I'll be able to, you know, to get through yeah, it in that I mean, week, I'm sure. That That's pretty standard for games like that. I mean, wasn't well, Fallout 4 about 40 hours? No. No. It's because they stretch it out. But I will say, like, the Mass Effect series were all about typically 40-ish hours. Right. You yeah. Know, you don't like, want it's to a spend really too good much. sweet spot, honestly, for RPGs is about that time frame. Right. You don't want to spend too much. Like, I mean, if you went full-on completionist for a game like fucking The Witcher 3, for instance... You know, you're looking at fucking, hours. yeah, you're looking at a stupid amount of hours. Which we all did. I mean. Yeah, and it took it, us like three months. Right. Yeah. The, uh, you know, getting a good experience out of a game without fucking, like, hating it by the end. Uh, yeah, 40 hours is about right. Um, you know, I mean, I'm probably one of the only people around the table that's actually finished Kingdoms of Albalore. Yeah, but I started and it started and stopped, started and stopped. Yeah, yeah. I only played it for like an hour, and then you traded the fucker for something else. I yeah, I don't think I. Well, no, I yeah. just, I can't remember what fucking happened to it. But uh, I mean, I beat it. But that game was basically the uh, the the this feeling like it was twenty hours longer than it needed to be. Right. You know, and I, I remember just wanted to, you saying that. Yeah. I mean, also, kudos to Todd McFarlane for writing a decent script for a video game his first I mean, time out. I was, I was, uh, I mean, I was engaged. I just wanted the fucking story to end, though, because every time I thought it was going to end, it didn't. And it kept going, and it kept going, and it kept going. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all about being able to pace a game. I want to, you know, if I'm going to play a game that has a story... I want that fucking story to have a good start, middle, and end. And it needs to kind of tie things up and not fucking leave things open for, you know, you know, for interpretation or anything like that. But That said, anybody play anything else? 
I mean, I I put about forty five more hours worth in Destiny two, and I mean, <laughs> are you at a you point did. of uh, repetition at uh, this point? I am actually. Uh, the uh, so I've finished the initial power grind for uh, for Destiny two. So I mean that that is the semi hard cap of nine fifty, uh, which is surprisingly difficult to get to just fucking, you know, without thinking about it. You have to actually really work to get there. It took, it, it only took me a couple weeks for sure, but, you know, it was 750 to 900 was like brainless. You could fucking pick anything up off the fucking ground and it was an upgrade. Uh, but from 900 to 950 took some work. Uh, and you are really looking for those powerful drops to actually get you to that 950 mark. Now that I'm at 950, the game kind of opens up a little bit because the next grind is from 950 to 960, and the people who are currently grinding for that, which are way more hardcore than I am, and that's saying something, um, they're saying that it's almost statistically impossible at this point to hit the maximum before the end of the season. Uh, because you have to get perfect drops for every, you know, you have to get, uh, uh, a powerful or a pinnacle drop for each slot to go up one light. So you have your three weapons and your, uh, five, uh, armor pieces. Yeah. So all five of your armor pieces and all three of your weapons have to be 951 to be able to be at 951 so that you can start getting 952 drops. So because there's only so many pinnacle drops in the, you know, available in the game, I think there's, you know, not even enough to fill up, uh, in one week. You can only get like maybe five or six, something like that. Um, so if you got no duplicate slots, for instance, if you got two chest pieces, you were boned. You know, and it's completely fucking random. It could be anything, right? Um, if you got two chess pieces, you were boned because you weren't going to be able to, you know, to get to maximum by the end of the season. Now, that's saying that they don't add additional pinnacle options, you know, or right. additional pinnacle drops, uh, which they will, I'm sure. Uh, and Bungie is currently looking into how the pinnacle system works. It's not the greatest system in the world, uh, but uh, they will probably improve that. And it's really supposed to be for those people who like raid every day or every week on all three characters and they're fucking uh, on their account and do all the really challenging shit, you know, every every week, every possibility. Right. Right. You know, 950 was my goal. I wanted to get there because everything then is on a level playing field for me. Everything is going to feel at the same level, right? And for me, it is going to be grinding triumphs, uh, which is basically achievements in the game. Uh, and the triumph that I'm looking for right now uh, is the current season's triumph called the Undying Triumph, or the Undying Title. Uh, so that has me playing a fuckload of the Vex Offensive uh, thing that is uh, the story element for the season. 
where you just go to the Black Garden in the Moon and beat the fuck out of Vex over and over and over and over again with different weapons. Uh, so yeah, I'm currently grinding. I'm currently grinding pretty hard, but I'm not having a bad time with it. Like, it's not hard to get into the, uh, uh, into the activity. Uh, the activity is challenging enough. It's not overly challenging by any means. You can kind of throw some music on and just kind of go. And that's what I've been doing for the past, uh, few play sessions is just doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of stuff coming down the pipe for Destiny that I'm just, like, as a new player, I'm looking at it like, this is really cool. And from what I've heard from the, you know, people who have been playing since day one, uh, some of them are kind of salty that the new players that haven't, you know, that don't pay for anything will be getting some of these things. Um, but that, uh, I mean... That's what you get for going free to play. Uh, the The idea behind three to, uh, the free to play thing, specifically for Destiny Two, was kind of a uh, kind of a it was a good idea. Uh, right. I liked it from from my standpoint because it was like zero barrier at entry to get into the game. Like yeah. I wanted to, if I wanted to try the fucking game, this is the best way to do it is to give it to me for free. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they almost immediately, within the first week, got a, a paying customer out of me because I'm like, okay, this game is way too good to get be, uh, to be free. So you can get like 80 to 90% of the, you know, the current content in the game uh, for free. Fucking amazing, right? Oh, that yeah. was, you know, that is a great, great uh you know, value for your, you know, for your, uh, for your time. Um, uh, the game looks fucking amazing on PC. Uh, plays great. I just love it. Um, yeah, it does look really good in 4K HDR. I will say that much. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I did get to try it just a hair before, you know, I was having issues with that motherboard. Yeah. And that was all I was doing was looking for something shiny to push the graphics card in the SSD. Yeah, and it, and it would somehow do that. they just run it leaner than I expected. Well, for for what it is, I mean, and the amount of shit that's happening on screen and the the, the um, you know like the texture detail and the in the world quality, uh, it looks fantastic and runs smooth as shit. I know I just locked it at sixty, and uh-huh. I just never saw it drop. Yeah, and and I have mine unlocked because I wanted to see if I mean I have, uh, I have a hundred uh, hundred hertz uh, monitor, so well at four K I can only max out at right, sixty. So, right. but I'm I'm doing I'm playing on the ultra wide at unlocked, and I'm not seeing any dips. Like sometimes when I'm fighting like eight hundred thralls coming at me at the same time, um, sometimes it'll dip. Uh, I have a gun called the Sunshot, which was fucking a random drop that I got. Uh, exotic hand cannon. You know how I love my fucking hand cannons, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you played Destiny 1, uh, the Fatebringer is uh, a hand cannon that you got from the Volta Glass. And I basically, that was always in my hand. When I played Destiny 1, that was the gun that I used the most, right? Fatebringer was always there. Uh, and I'm, of course, Fatebringer's not in Destiny 2 because it was way overused. Uh, so I had to find something that was very similar. And Sunshot is my gun. 
holy piss. Uh, so it is also a hand cannon. Uh, and But how much of your heart and soul did you have to give to get that? Not much, actually. Uh, so I got it as a random drop from the world, which apparently is really rare, but I've gotten four of them so far. So um, I guess I'm lucky. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it was one of the ones that randomly dropped for me. And uh, uh, I had been running around with that fucking gun for a while. And one of the uh, the perks for that gun is if you kill something with the gun, it fucking explodes. And when it explodes, it will hit another it splash damage. It'll do damage to the other things. Well, the explosions chain. So if you get a hit a thrall and it explodes and it kills the three next to it, and they explode and it kills the four next to them, and it just fucking basically clears out a battlefield with one fucking shot. Like, oh. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, this is this is my gun. This so, is Fatebringer on steroids. How much how much time do you think you'll probably sink into it going forward? Um, so, see, that's you the be thing. Seen most of the content, except for some of the raids at this point. So I haven't done any of the raids, um, and that's mainly because I just need to find the tools and the people to actually do it. Uh, it still requires an outside of the game looking for group situation if you don't have a raid group in the game to play. It does have clans, which kind of helps a little bit, only if you know people who play at that time, and I have a hard time with multiplayer because of my playtime playing overnight. So uh, I have to use the looking for group option. Uh, But uh, what I'm looking at now is sure I'm gone I've gone through most of the content that is in the game as far as story content uh, but what I've seen is uh, Bungie is uh, is doing a week by week progression of uh, of the story and adding additional content as they go like every week that I've played so far since Shadowkeep came out has had something new yeah a new game mode a new difficulty level for a game mode. Uh, there's new enemies. There's a new objective to, you know, to, uh, to go for, for this week. Uh, you know, there's different things to, you know, to grind for. There's of course the season, uh, the season pass, which is basically just an XP grind that gives you, uh, that gives you additional benefits and loot and like XP boosts and, you know, and, uh, you know, like, rare materials and things like that. That's a, a very consistent reward for, uh, for the time. I, I think that it's going to be one of those games that I keep going, uh, going back to, especially now that I don't have like another game like Warframe to, you know, to play. Uh, it would be, uh, it, it's going to be my, uh, my, my comfort game. I'm sure. I'm sure, like, as the weeks go on, I'm going to keep asking you about it because I want to see how it's wore on you. Yeah, it's, there are times where you're, you just kind of, like, do I want to continue this particular grind or do I want to do another grind? And I've got a quest log full of exotic quests that have time-consuming things to do, like kill a thousand enemies with this gun or something like that. I mean, those are supposed to be done over a period of time and not kind of focus grind 
you know, but if you focus grind something in that game, you definitely will, uh, uh, will burn out on it. So I just kind of, I'm just kind of playing it and yeah, destiny one was the same way. Well, it didn't have nearly as much built in grind. You kind of had to make your own. Um, but, uh, it, it, it had, it's, it, it had its grind for me. I did something like a fucking two or 3000 fucking strikes or some shit for that yeah. game. I yeah, mean, we, yeah, it, you and I ran strikes until we, we knew them by heart. We knew yeah. where the spawns were going to come from. We knew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, when we were doing fucking nightfalls with our eyes closed, and it was crazy. Yeah. Now the nightfalls have four different fucking levels of nightfall, and they're legit hard. You know, I I like the challenge that the game has still got to offer. Well, I think I'll probably jump into it after I have not anything new to play this year. And obviously, like I said, I I'm mean, still waiting on my RMA. I don't think I'm going to have it rebuilt before we do the show next week. Maybe. It depends yeah. on your RMA status yeah it, it, it depends it didn't even i shipped it monday they that's got it all today. ups though that's all ups i mean that's i mean that's not new eggs fault that's ups yeah, they sure um, shipped it a lot faster than the rma took well i mean they you know you got i got it in a day and a half yeah because they paid for the shipping there rmas get a lower priority you will end up getting you know getting into it the thing is is that you're not you're not going to be missing out on all that much if you don't get into Destiny 2 right now. Uh, you will have less time to complete the season, but Bungie's already said that there's going to be a catch-up mechanic later on so that if you, uh, when it gets down to like the last, you know, two weeks or one week, you'll get an XP boost so that you can get through the season quicker. Yeah, uh, I may, which is fine. I mean, I may wait to see if they patch something in to give you a little more guidance at the beginning. So I did actually just, you know, um, just today I got an email from uh, from Bungie saying um, you're addicted. So the uh, the email I got was uh, for a survey uh, and is randomly selected. You can get uh, and, and the reward for doing the uh, the survey was. Uh, 500 silver, which is basically like five bucks worth of the uh, the microtransaction currency for the game. Not big into it, but it's free. Uh, so I did the survey, and one of the things that they were fo- kind of focusing on is uh, is what do you like about the game, and what can we improve? Uh, and one of the things, uh, one of the options was for the new player experience, and then they kind of, you know, the the survey kind of broke open a little bit more. And said, "Okay, what can we change about this?" So, what I took from that survey, from the survey taker's perspective, is that they were kind of looking for somebody to say that there's a problem with the new player experience and what they can do to improve it. It'd be really helpful to understand, not just have all three options for the, you know, legacy quest or whatever, because right. I. Would if I go back into it, I'm literally going to have to look at what one do I play first again, right? Because it doesn't tell you they're all you're at it, the same light level for everything, and everything's unlocked. So there's no sense of progression for me who wants some form of story progression, since that was the thing they sucked at the most. Mm-hmm. To give me incentive aside from get from gun grind, 
Right. The um the feedback I gave uh was uh to uh to not completely skip over the Red War, which was the original campaign. So the first experience that a you know, that a new player should have when they're starting up a new character uh would be to drop them directly into the Red War. Uh and only open only have the red war open uh as a uh you know as their progression right you know don't drop them into the tower like they do now uh give them the red war and let them go cuz those people who have never played the game before i believe the red war is probably the you know it's the original campaign and it opens up a lot of the you know, the worlds. You don't have to do anything special like fucking delete the tower or something like that for them people. It's just, you know, give them that and that gives them a, a sense of progression, uh, some context. Uh, and then I and I said, I understand that there are people who are going to be playing this game for the second time or they're playing alts. So make it an option right at the beginning of the game. Do you want to use, uh, uh, do you want the new player experience or do you want to just start? It's a really, a really easy, really, you know, uh, elegant solution to the current problem, which is most people who start the game don't even know where the fuck to go. And all of these really important story bits are hidden on a fucking character that literally nobody talks to <laughs> and in the farthest back fucking corner of the tower. Like, completely out of the way. So, um, it's it does the game a disservice. Uh, I think that they will retain more of the new players if they uh, if they just basically drop them right there. Yeah, it, if they fix that, I'll probably jump in sooner rather than later. But I do want to take a quick break. This first segment ran a little bit long. All right. So, so let's be back in a second, according to you, the listener. All right, we'll be back. that yawning and yeah it's midnight it's it is midnight it's noon <laughs> which means it is time for some news news it is um, holy shit has it been a so fucking week i'm going to say uh leading the news just a just a small bit we now know why mark Ibarra left microsoft uh what's that uh, he is joining Blizzard as the executive vice president and GM. <laughs> did they fire? Did Blizzard fire their executive vice president? Because they're in the middle of a big fucking dumpster fire right now, <laughs> dude. That's like I'm going to jump into the dumpster fire, <laughs> right? Well, no, I could, I could see this. Uh, I, they did fire their executive vice president not too long ago. Uh, they left voluntarily. I uh, can't remember which. Corporate speak is the same thing. Um, but uh. the uh, I could totally see Blizzard making this move of in, of investing in someone like Ybarra who knows how to make shit work. I mean, him and Phil Spencer basically made Xbox what it is. Yeah, but, um, I mean, they need... It, from... 
from a, a fucking PR standpoint, they need to work on their PR first. Oh, I agree. Uh, <laughs> oh, I agree. I want to I want to talk about Blizzard for just half a second. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of follow up on the story that we have. Yes. Yes. So, too. yeah. So let me explain <laughs> that. Any Blizzard post you see right now is followed up with a myriad of uh, Winnie the Pooh comments. All right. So let me. I just pulled up. This is really random, and I'm going to pull up one of their merchandise posts just to kind of confirm the point. So I'm just on Facebook, right? Yeah. I just pulled up their BlizzCon post that says, From collectible pins to the March of Murlocs, find all the loot drops waiting for you at BlizzCon 2019. Um, first post, excited to see how hard Blizz, uh, how hard Blizz bombs this year. The Q&A will be legend. Oh, yes, it will. Um, I think it'll be great if a bunch of people showed up at BlizzCon dressed as Winnie the Pooh. Of course. There's Am I be. just in time for the tired Winnie the Pooh and thoughts and prayers crowd? Yes. Like, just like... <laughs> Is there one for Winnie the Pooh? I'm literally just scrolling down. Next comment. Nice work, Blizz. One of the best company. Fuck all the haters. Still the best games, right? That's Whatever. the only positive, positive. one I've got, right? Okay, cool. Next one. This year's BlizzCon is going to be a good one. Lots of secret announcements coming. And Winnie the Pooh, Arthas cosplay. <laughs> the last post was deleted because of all the Winnie the Pooh comments. A very special guest appearance of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Look forward to the Winnie the Pooh pin. Uh, right, so that's one post. I'm just going to go back. I'm going to pick another post. Right, I'm just that's at random. Right, all right. Oh, the Let's internet. See. I love these guys so there, much. Here's there were a couple people asking when they were going to get their Winnie the Pooh pets. Oh yeah, yeah. So here's all access gear sale is live. Is there a shirt with text? We love Chinese medicine more than human rights. <laughs> Do you guys have any Winnie the Pooh merchandise? <laughs> uh, uh, just say. Damn. It doesn't matter. Let's let me go to another post. Let me see if I can find any other things. And I'm not even going through like most. It's literally just whatever the top things are. <laughs> Will this please glorious leader in great police state of China? This was the mobile app. Download the mobile app. So, right? This oh. is just literally off the mobile <laughs> Don't app. do you have phones? <laughs> How much social credit do I need to download it? <laughs> I feel so bad for whoever Blizzard is assigning to handle the Q&A portion. <laughs> Don't you have phones? Can I download Freedom and Democracy through the app? Also oh. asking for a friend of mine in Hong Kong. Oh, jeez. Is this what I can use to see the army of Pooh storming the event? Oh. Do we get to see Winnie the Pooh cosplays? Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be gold, man. I, Why I'm... won't you just silence our voices? No Q&A this year, because here at Blizzard, no voices matter. Oh, oh that's a deep. Dig. Oh right. shit! The app in BlizzCon itself is a poo. I'm literally just I'm ah. picking I'm picking posts at random that have thousands of replies, and out of the th it's not every reply, right? But it's literally it's one just, in three. Yeah, has to do with Winnie the Pooh or has to do with Hong Kong. Like they are literally just getting fucked over this. The stupid decision they made, oh. right? Like there's, there are different ways of saying don't make any kind of political stance on there, but the way they went about it, literally screamed, "We need Chinese money!" <laughs> right? Oh man! And you know, I don't really have a reason to play um, any kind of. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Um, anything like that right now? Like I don't. Blizzard games at this point are old enough that I don't have anything to play. Um, new yeah. to talk about on the show that's not a subscription game, but just seeing what's going on like that's just crazy. I I cannot it's, wait. It's easy to see. For once, I really agree with the internet hate. 
Um, and it's not often. I, I like to try to see things from every angle, but I mean, it, this, this, this is, is so blatant. Yeah, this is justified completely. Yeah. I I cannot wait. There's going to be coverage, and of course, there's going to be the Blizzard coverage, and then there's going to be you know the internet creator coverage. And I know that there's a few people that I uh, that I watch on uh, on YouTube and Twitch that are going to BlizzCon. Uh, and they are looking for the Pooh cosplays. They're going to be going out and trying to find these people uh, if they can actually get to the convention, <laughs> uh, if they aren't turned away on the fucking street. Um, but they're going to be out there looking and uh, and seeing. And, of course, the QA, uh, Q&A portion of, uh, of BlizzCon is a big up-in-the-air situation right now because... They don't know oh, yeah. whether or not they're going to actually, uh, you know, if, if they're going to do it. If they're if they do do it, are they going to pre-screen? I mean, it's going to be the people. Normally, it's a I, uh, it's a fan and a microphone. To, to be honest, I think if it does happen, it is probably going to be pre-submitted questions that are screened through, and the panel just goes over them. I'm sure. Uh, if they if they wanted to fucking damage the reputation even further, thing is, is the QA Q and A for for past years have always been an open mic, uh, you know, where a fan can ask the panel, you know, anything really. You know, there's the red shirt guy that knows everything about fucking Azeroth, right? I I remember red shirt guy. Um, there's a number of different things that is a ben- uh, is beneficial for an open mic in that situation. Is it going to be an, uh, a good idea for them to do it this year? Probably not. It's going to be all fucking hate. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, they just... have, uh, this basically has already kind of, colored the uh, BlizzCon this year, kind of like Don't You Have Phones colored BlizzCon last year. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to, uh, you know, to get that stain off the uh, off of BlizzCon throughout the entirety of BlizzCon. It's, it's going to be there. There's not much they can do about it at this point. Interesting. I... Can't wait to see the Winnie the Pooh cosplays. <laughs> yeah, I think if we can catch a little bit of that, I would be very curious to see what happens. I, I, if you're already watching it, Rusty, you need to report next week. Uh, I will. I will see what I can do. I, I, of course, I'm not going to give Blizzard any of my money, so it'll be you know it'll be third party, uh, through, third stream. party yeah, through streams. So I, I'll probably do the same thing. If I'm not playing Outer Worlds, or right. my dog's not barking at characters. I mean, you can always have a stream in the background, right? So yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, even on a phone. Yeah, Do-do-do. Jason, uh, what else do you got? Um, so another big news this week. Um, Ubisoft uh, reported in their in their most recent financial reportings. Um, large stock drops, uh, primarily due to the fact that they've had to delay uh, several AAA title releases to next year. Oh, bummer. Um, 
which pretty much means that next year is going to be stacked with them, where this year all they had was Division Two and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which, while both performed decently, did not perform to the level that Ubisoft was expecting. So Breakpoint actually performed way worse than they expected? Yeah. Uh, and Division 2 had an initial boost and then fall, uh, fell off pretty quick. Yeah, uh, it its sales growth was not nearly what right. they thought it was going we, to be with Division 2. But we all three bought it. I mean, oh, yeah. so I mean, I bought Division Two and I played it, and the initial experience I had with Division Two was it was all right. I mean, I recognized what it was. I like Division um, Two pretty well, honestly. Like, if I was going to go back into something, I'm I'm definitely division for that kind of game, Division yeah. over Destiny, honestly. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, I do like Division. They, well. I love they specifically label labeled uh, delays in Watch Dogs Legion and Gods and Monsters as being two of the bigger hits they they saw from you know being reported this year fiscally versus next year. So the you know for both of those though they went through and looked at the state of the games. And yeah. saw that they weren't really ready for release. What they, you know, what they be... found is uh, for uh, for Ghost Recon specifically, they put out a game that wasn't quite ready uh, and didn't have quite the systems that they wanted to put into it. Um, the previous Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands also had very similar issues where it came out and it was in a poor state until they fixed it later on, and then it became a playable game. So Breakpoint's kind of in the same boat. Uh, they realize now they can't do that shit anymore. And, you know, releasing the game later or delaying a game uh, sure is going to give them a uh, it's it's going to give them a little bit of negative PR. But when the game comes out, it's going to be a much better quality game, hopefully. And right. that it doesn't end up being a shit show uh, wasted effort for the game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, definitely. And the, I think uh, all in all, these delays are going to serve the game better. There are certainly games that they've released in the last few years that I think all of us agree uh, really could have used a delayed release. The but you notice, I mean, this is not the this is not the first wave of delays, and it's not the only developer doing them. Uh, I mean, uh, there is you know. Fucking Doom, for instance, was you know was delayed. Uh, it's not a bad thing to delay a game. You know, if from 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 my perspective, if I see a game is delayed once, I mean, it's got to be just once, right? You know, give me a delay, right. and I don't care if that delay is six months down the line. If you think it's going to take six months to fix your game uh, and ship a good product. Give it six months in the oven, but don't give me a, it's delayed for two months. And then two months later, oh, it's going to be delayed for another two months and keep doing that shit because a, you've lost all of your hype cycle. And that is a thing. Even if, even if you hate it or not, that is a hype cycle and you're going to lose all of those people who are hyped for the game. Uh, and, and then B, you know, at a certain point, you're going to be looking at, is this game even playable at this point? I mean, <laughs> you have to, under, uh, you don't want to have a, uh, 
uh, a Duke Nukem situation where you're waiting for fucking years and years, right? Yeah. So yeah, it gets to a point where the game becomes no longer relevant, or the tech in it is so old that it just doesn't right live up to everybody's expectations. But I mean, even if you delay uh, delay a game for six months, or you know, or, or I think that would probably be my limit is about six months or so. Um, that I, I think that is still a reasonable, ex- you know, uh, a reasonable thing. You know, as a gamer, there's plenty of other games to play. Uh, and if this is a game that I'm looking forward to, like Doom, I want that game to release in the best possible shape. So, you know, yeah. take take what time you need. Now, am I big on Watch Dogs Legion or Gods and Monsters? Nah, I'm not really. But the yeah. fans of those series, they may be. I'm not everybody. So, right. Do yeah, do what you need money. to do to make it a, a non shit game, because I mean, if you learned anything from Ghost Recon Breakpoint, fucking do it right. Yep. So, and then aside from that, the only other thing was, uh, as most people have probably heard, <laughs> uh, Epic's Epic Games had a em- employee. Uh, who is named in the article, but I won't name. Oh. Um, who Bummer apparently shit. leaked secrets regarding the next chapter in Fortnite. Oh, there boy. Oh, cash cow. Fucking yeah. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. And it was, and the, the leaks were exclusively on the game's new directions, etc. So, Epic Games is now on top of firing him, now suing him for violating his non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, it's not worth it to leak that kind of shit um, if you got a good job. I mean, yeah, kind of bad idea. Uh, I mean, the, I'm sure that the people that are working for Epic right now, even at the lowest levels, are paid fairly okay. Well, consider how much money Fortnite... It's crazy to think. It really is. Like, still fucking blows my it's mind. In the that, millions at this point. Right. Fucking just... Hundreds of... Fortnite has made hundreds of millions of dollars in profit from launch. I... And it blows my fucking mind. Every time I think about it, I'm like, Fortnite was that fucking... Wasn't it fucking kickstarted? Um, uh, I was an early adopter thinking it was a building game. Okay, yeah. I was, it's a fucking... I thought it was like fucking Kickstarter or some bullshit, but it was like this fucking little pity-ass fucking game that was, you know, was kind of a interesting take on a tower defense. Hey, you know how much it's made, Jason? Hmm. $15 billion. Jesus. It has banked $3 billion in profit last year, oh. but total gross $15 Billion. What? That what? Right. <laughs> but three billion Maybe. in profit total gross so far. Fifteen billion. Three billion in profit last year. Three billion dollars. So I mean, when my when my news feed, which is generally tech news, I don't have you know I don't have game news sent to my phone, but my tech news feed. You know, at the end of the latest season when the black hole happened, I'm not sure if you're into the big thing, but they, they refreshed the whole fucking Fortnite map uh, by literally destroying everything with a black hole. And then 
everybody that was online during the event got sucked into the black hole and all they saw for a period of like, you know, days whenever they logged into the game was the black hole and a button that said exit. That was it. (laughs) So when that happened, it ended up on my newsfeed at work for fuck's sake. I mean, it was one of those events that just, I mean, Ended up on a fucking normal I mean, tech I, news feed. I inadvertently spent $40 for a completely different game several years ago. Like I said, thinking it was a tower defense game, which I was kind of down for because I do like tower defense games. Right. And um, zombies. Right. right. Well, and it's not actually wasn't the zombies. It was the crazy was, traps. Right. I, I, like, I like building crazy traps to kill things. So um, there's not enough good games that do that. But anyways, long story short, um, been I even dropped $40, but with 200 million players, I mean, that means that you've got a handful of those people that probably have spent $100 over a few months. You know what I mean? Or more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a crazy amount of money. I, I mean, want to. Fortnite is, a, is the game that basically made the word default a derogatory term. Yeah. I mean, if you are a brand new player playing Fortnite and you are using the default skin, people are going to fucking laugh at you in the fucking game because you don't, you know, you don't have all the skins or a new, uh, like a shiny fucking pickaxe or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. The thing is, is, you know, Fortnite never really, you know, stuck on me and none of the battle royales really did, but the idea is, is that that game is so fucking big right now that the company fucking Epic is going after a dude for leaking a fucking secret that, you know, that is for a future season. I, th- I think that's for the next season, right? You said? Yes. Okay. Leaked a secret for the next season and he's being fucking sued. So I want to move on to bad trends in games. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to break it. I know Rusty really wants to shit on it, but it's kind of our last closing thoughts, I think. Um, so, well, it'll be the last nail. I'm sure it could be, um, fallout 76, right? Oh boy. Like I have some hopes. I'm going to get past this for a second. (laughs) I have some hopes for what it turns out to be when they add, finish the NPC update. Mm -hmm. And last week I was like, oh, they delayed it to get this right. I'm hoping. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have the bugs that it had last year. Right. It's taken them a long time to get this ugly duck experiment in a place where it works um you're calling an ugly duck you're calling a frankenstein dead fucking pigeon an ugly duck it's just, it was a popular thing to hate last year um, i still hate it you don't even really played it I, it's fine the gameplay's not bad it's just the it's got it's like a, there's a big spot missing right it's kind of like a car without seats right it's like i got a lamborghini without seats I mean, Lamborghini's a little too luscious. Let's say it's like a Dodge Charger and you have a passenger seat. You have a fucking gremlin with half an engine. It's not. No, it's not like that. (laughs) But they just keep not doing themselves favors. I thought all a gremlin was 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 half half an an engine. engine. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing about it, though, is they decided that they were going to open up private servers, which for people that wanted to mod the game was kind of a thing, right? And I get... Having because the game has things that they have to control, like them having to have the private service because of the way it's set up, right? Mm-hmm. So I get part of that. So I'm yeah. going to play some devil's advocate, but I'm also going to admit a lot of things. Okay. 
right. So to your, I'm I'm going to let you do what you do. Keep going. so they decided that you could pay a twelve ninety nine subscription service monthly mm-hmm. to get a private server and atoms for additional things that are cosmetic. Uh, twelve dollars a month. Um, or you could pay one hundred dollars once. One hundred dollars. And I just thought to myself, I was like, what? One hundred dollars. In my head, I could see. Now, hear me out. How much did we pay for the Arc server? What was the monthly fee on it? The Arc server was four dollars a month. Okay, so let's say we, we got to slightly customize it because there's some, you know, some there's some things that there's some settings that have to be set a certain way, Seven. and you got to get it all configured, right? Let's say they made the price point on that like five dollars a month or a one-time fee of like fifty dollars for a year. Maybe. I could see that. Right, and they're claiming the extra value is coming from adding the atom shop on top of it. But what if I don't care about all that? Right, like I don't care about all that cosmetic shit because most of that stuff's unlockable in game anyway. Actually, all of it is. Um, You just you earn atoms through the different things you do in the game anyway, which you can use to unlock that shit. Mm -hmm. But to be forced into a position where I have to pay that premium price for that server. If I wish to do that, which I don't see a real reason to do it other than the mods, right? And the way the game's set up, it's not real mod. It doesn't make as much sense. Uh, right. So I don't get that. And I think the vast majority of players will could do this without doing the server. However, in the light of everything that they've been building up to that they haven't been doing so bad with over the last few months, to come back and say... By the way, we want to grab a whole bunch of money. Yeah. We want to grab a whole bunch of money right now. Coming this way, we're going to grab, we're going to get a few of the whales that we have, and we're going to rake in like another half a mil doing this. It probably won't be. Like with the outcry they're getting, they're lucky if they get a thousand subs that do this. Still people did. I mean, okay. Can I, can I please? Yeah. Can you come from a neutral opinion or is it going to be completely jaded? Well, no, I'm I'm going to try to be as neutral as I can because full disclosure, never put one minute into this fucking game. Uh, from from a standpoint, from a tech standpoint. All right, so we're going to go with private servers. Uh, That's and why you I tried to take that angle because me and you had both experienced Arc and did right. pay money for that. So from from my experience as a, a Arc server admin, uh, uh, looking for you know so, you know a an Arc server. Uh, and knowing kind of how these things are, uh, work, an ARC server is nothing more than a VM on a server someplace. That's it. That's the reality of things. You are getting an allocated amount of cy- uh, CPU cycles. You get an allocated amount of memory, uh, and you have a dedicated IP to a uh, to a uh, to a VM someplace, a virtual machine, you know, in a data center someplace. Okay, and that is fine. I know what I'm getting for 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 $4 a month I can throw that fucking game on to that VM and and gone. I'm 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 playing that fucking game and I have yeah, full control over it. And they it. give us like what? Like eight slots or something. Yeah, and you you uh, in that in that's just you know the uh the amount of people who can you know concurrently be connected to the VM. That's fine. Yeah, the follow-up one is a max of six slots. Okay, so you're looking at a six-slot server, and if I'm looking back at what I paid for the Arc server, and four dollars was actually a fairly cheap price, so I'm going to average that at about seven was about six, what, seven. Yeah, that was what we were looking at. You did some digging and found one for four, right? Uh, and what that really, what that really comes down to is, uh, 
for me, when I was looking at it, I was looking at how many, you know, what what the CPU strength was, what the uh, what the amount of memory allocation I because I was dropping a fuckload of mods onto it, uh, and that was basically I can bring the game up and down anytime I wanted to, and make changes to it on the fly, uh, full control over the game, right? Uh, you are currently with this subscription through uh, through the Fallout seventy six. You're getting kind of that. They're spinning up a VM. They're dropping the fucking game on there. They're letting you maybe mod some uh, some things, but it's going to be in a controlled environment because it has to do with their store, right? They can't have this on a third-party server with the store being a thing, right? The Atom store. So they're going to control that, but what that does is that brings all of the control I had when I was searching for servers out of my hands. Absolutely. So I am no longer, uh, I don't have any specs as to what server I'm getting, how much memory I'm getting. You know, all I know is I've got this many slots for people to play. That's it. Uh, and what they could do, and I'm not sure if that's the, you know, that's the case right now because it's not released yet, but what they could do is they could overtax a number of servers with a bunch a bunch of VMs, and then when the servers get hit hard, your performance drops pretty crazily. Uh, you and, and then you really don't have any recourse for that. You can't move the server. You can't go to a different service. You know you are fucked at that point. You don't have control. Uh, from a admin perspective, having the pr uh, private server or private game on a Bethesda server is no value at all because you don't have the choice. And I absolutely agree with it. I just I think the timing of doing this versus the NPC update is incredibly <laughs> poorly planned. Like whoever Everything. is in control of these decisions, everything is poorly planned when it comes has, to seventy six. Like, fucked up their perception and their identity and their reputation horribly. So another like, thing like Fallout 76 has good bones with a really some really glaring problems over it. It's just like they had some ideas and if they had let's just say they waited till this year, right? Let's say the stupid bag thing wasn't a thing. Like it's like it's like dumb blunder after dumb blunder. And they're not big, they're just it's like getting it's death by a by a thousand cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, the most of the things weren't huge. No, no. Most of the things honestly weren't huge. It was just insult after insult after insult. It's like the day game... one, get game doesn't work very well. You know, month later, game's still not working very well. They fix it, but they don't fix it. They fuck up power armor and all your items, and so then they fuck it up again. It doesn't have NPCs, right? And then people find ways to grief each other, and then, like, it just... It's like bad PR after bad PR after bad blunder after bad blunder after bad blunder, right? Like, I wanted to get into the game, and there was a lot of systems in that game that are better than other Fallout games. That, with the lack of a proper direction in the story, leaves it feeling really empty, honestly, well, right? And, like I said, I want to give it one last hurrah after an NPC update. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the server, so I'm not going to pick that up, yeah. right? But you pick that... To announce right after you had a little bit of ground gotten by saying, hey, 
we're going to do the NPC update, but we've got it delayed just a hair because, hey, we're not finished with it and it's not where it needs to be. And then they drop this bomb. They're just like, man, why do you keep raping yourself? So there's two teams. What it looks like to me from an outsider, it seems like there is like this small team that's dedicated to trying to make the game good. And then there is a team that is much bigger that is basically being fucking rammed up the ass for we need to pump people for money. And that team gets most of the fucking, like, say at the table. So the two or three guys that I, I'm just imagining, two or three guys that are like, we want to do, like, good things for the game. Well, it's like the people that are even talking about at E3, like, hey, we realize what mistakes we made and we're working really hard to fix it, right? Right. And those guys are get like, hero of the day for that for that moment, right? Right. And then whoever's behind the money-making machine that is Fallout 76 mm-hmm. is like, hey, let's just keep – Let's just keep this dumpster on fire. Yeah. Let, let's see. I'm already about wrist deep. Let's see if we can go all the way to the elbow. I want to fucking like, I want to, I want to fucking play these players like sock puppets. I fucking, well, it was bad. I'm not going to contribute to any of that. I, the only thing I plan on, like I said, I plan on giving it a college try when they do the NPC update. So, and if it's still fucked, like, I just don't know what to do with that so, game. So, I've actually talked to a couple people who played the game and there's a, and you have played the game. You understand that having junk thing, you know, you know, the, the junk stuff is basically kind of like a currency, right? It, no, it's, it's It's, like this crafting materials. It's the same thing you had in four and in three and in new Vegas, but you had a certain amount that you could carry on you at any particular time. And then you had to go stash it at a fucking, you know, in a box someplace, right? You had actually, to be fair, you had a higher weight limit than you had in previous games. Fine. But in previous games, you could put it somewhere and, and you could put it into any random box. You could. And then it would disappear sometimes depending on what NPCs were there. Yeah. But, in four, they find the one thing they got right about four was they gave you a, a base that you could store all this shit and have reason for it. And in this, um, they didn't set the weight values right because they couldn't get the co- online Fucking net code clips. right <laughs> to clips. to handle the you know the item load on the server. So they they fucked that up and they finally fixed that part of it. It took them forever though, and them not realizing that was going to be a big deal for people like Casey who. Basically, scavenge the entire wasteland for every piece of steel and dirt and whatever. I mean, this paperclip is going to be useful sometime. Right. And for all the people that are basically hoarders like me and him, like it, that made it really difficult. So, right. And they still, like, I can't believe that was something that didn't get a lot of attention until like 60 days in. So, so get this. So, get this. Uh, I talked to somebody who had actually got this and. Paid for the fucking uh, hundred dollars, dropped the hundred dollars, played it, you know, to you know to be able to do this, right? Uh, and one of the things that you get is basically an uh, a bottomless crafting bag. It, it allows you to throw all of your stuff into this crafting bag, and it's you know you know a portable black hole basically. Um, and uh, it literally turned into a black hole for him. Uh, he had been playing the game for a fair period of time, got the crafting bag, threw all of his junk into the crafting bag, logged out, logged back in, and everything was gone. All of his junk was gone. All of it. Crafting bag is empty. Gone. 
that's an un- uninstallation for that, me. That would be fucking devastating, right? You had spent all that time collecting a lot of I will tell you that in that game, for one reason or another, you just need rubber like a motherfucker. And, right. and it's not easy to find. So, right. Stacks and stacks of it gone. because Or ceramic for whatever reason. Like, just... It takes forever to find it, and you throw out all this shit to get the one thing that you want because you're trying to prioritize space. Right. And it's like fucking to... super glue is fucking like, yeah. Yeah, know, glue is gone. really handy in that game. And, yeah, if I lost all my glue, rubber, and uh, ceramic, I would be pretty pissed. Yeah. So this happened. The brand new crafting bag basically ate all of his stuff, and it's gone. Uh, super demoralizing. Uh, and... Uh, not a great way to to sell this thing because that was one of the things that was part of the selling point for this whole right. subscription services that you get this you know this uh, this unlimited crafting bag. Uh, then I was talking to uh, well I was actually watching a stream uh, and uh, a guy you know the the streamer that I watch uh, used to play ESO or Elder Scrolls Online uh, another uh, Bethesda title. Well, to be fair, it's being actually done by Zenimax. Zenimax, but it's still kind of uh, kind Do of. You know, those, I want to just segue for half a second on that. Uh-huh. ESO was trash for the first year and finally got good. Well, yes, and, and and I'm not talking about the 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 quality of the game or the expansions. All I'm saying is that uh, when they introduced, they introduced a very similar mechanic. Uh, where it, you could subscribe for a premium uh, premium membership and get a unlimited crafting bag. But basically what happened to ESO is that if you wanted to craft, which was a very big thing in that game, uh, you essentially needed that crafting bag because otherwise you didn't have enough space to get all of the crafting materials you needed to be able to craft. So... In a way, it kind of forced you to buy that if you wanted to craft anything. Otherwise, you were missing out on a pretty large part of the experience. Um, so this kind of this also being tied to a subscription made this streamer think immediately back to the ESO crafting bag and how that affected the game. Uh, and it was not a positive situation. It turned out that once you had a unlimited crafting bag and anything you put into it had no weight, they no longer had to change the weight of the items for regular people. So those paper clips could weigh a pound and nobody fucking cares on the, you know, on the development side because, well, if you have the crafting bag, it doesn't matter. Buy the crafting bag and that fixes the problem. So... That I mean, that's kind of you know, kind of my point is that they're going to be like, well, fuck it, you know, you can buy this crafting bag and that's fine. You I know, just I just see the problem that they're going to have right now is immediate comparisons have already been coming from Outer Worlds to the Fallout franchise. Yeah, and even though it's apples and oranges, it still is apples and oranges. And what I mean by that is, even though it's different, it's very much based around a team that has developed that game and has a lot of similarities. Yeah. And so far, it's like one of the best, you know. This is hyperbole, but my impression is the same that I had when I played three Fallout 3 or New Vegas. When I first started, I had that same level of just, I need, I need to get back to this. I really need to get back to this. Right. Right, which is actually, you know, 
I want to kick you guys out at some point so I can play a little bit of it. Right. You know, that, that's the thing. You know, I, I'm just... With uh, with the Fallout 76 thing, it blows my fucking mind that they would even fucking consider this at this point, at this time, after all the bad PR that they've gotten. That, the number, oh my god, they fucking led with $99. Did you notice that? I did. I just I, can't, I had they, to dig to find the twelve ninety nine monthly right, subscription. They led with $100, not... Leading with twelve dollars a month. That in and of itself is a mistake. You right. never lead with your higher price. Point. I almost wonder if they're trying to push themselves into bankruptcy with this so they can start over. <laughs> like, I know that that's not the case, but it almost the the level of ridiculous decision making at this point is like getting to a I, I mean, goofy point. It it's enough that you you who have basically defended. Fallout 76, minus some of the technical issues, you've defended it for, you know, what it is, uh, it made you stop and go, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, if yeah, it can make private- Vault Boy fucking go, what the fuck, that has to have some fucking weight to it, right? Well, and Trent's the exact same way, and Trent was saying, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few people who are like, oh, fuck you. I mean, that is way the fuck out in left field what (laughs) uh uh, the other thing that i found on you know on fallout 76 uh is it went from a bargain bin game back up to being 30 bucks again so um as soon as they fucking released this they mandated that they come out of the back up yeah the the it comes out of the bargain bins you used to be able to get Fallout 76 with a fucking roll of toilet paper anymore. Uh, and uh, then now it's back up to 30 bucks on the shelves. What? Come on now. So <laughs> I want to say <laughs> for now. other games coming out, you got Outer Worlds that is out now. Do it. You've got Death Stranding coming out here in about two weeks. Death you Stranding's f- going to have Conan O'Brien in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Man, just uh, fucking hit Kojima, Kojima is this fucking all crazy. over the place. It's just great. It's like, he's yeah. turning into a suit of fifty-one. <laughs> That's fine. The, the more that I this goes on, the more I want to play it. I think. I think we get to the point where he, you know, he's he's gone to uh, a, a nearly ascendant plane of fucking eccentric right now. So I'm interested to see what fucking Death Stranding is going to be because it's going to. It feels like a fucking acid trip at this point. So. <laughs> And then what was coming out at the end of next month? I forgot. <sighs> Fuck. So many good games out this year. Yeah. Oh, just on the side, <laughs> I didn't finish Control yet because my PS4 controller died and I had to order another one. Bummer town. So I'll be I'll be finishing it soonish. Um, but yeah, I know Phoenix Point's coming out on Game Pass here in about six weeks ish. Mm. Um, you got MechWarrior Five coming out this year. Yeah. Which it comes out December. Yeah, so I already have a Hotas for it. It'll be all right. I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, Shinmu Three comes out next month. If you're interested in that, I don't know where I fall with that. Even though I'm a big Shinmu fan from originally, um, you got Civilization. Oh, Civ for console. I didn't. Out. I didn't play Shenmue actually. Oh, Sh- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming out on November fifteenth. Looking fairly good, actually. Kind of weird. Mm. Hopefully, EA doesn't fucking you know fall on their own lightsaber. So with that, Jason, where can you find us now? 
Find us on Spotify and iTunes. Rate us, review us. Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast and our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Find some friends of the show. We've got PupCast. Yeah, We've also got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, Cabbage, Cabbage, and DVGP.tv. They've got a moon pier and an imp. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.